Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode 80. I am your host, Skids, and with me is Gucci. Hello, my friends. And we've got Cliff. Hey. And we've got Tom. What's up? And we've got Marcus Kim. Hello. All right. What have you guys been up to? Anything exciting? Work. work. Sounds like all of us have been in the same fishing. It does. Work, work, work. Yeah. Work. I try to do, work. you know, burning shit with skids. Tom's like, no, I gotta be in the office. <laughs> yep. I'm like, you need to quit that damn job. Screw this. I gotta cook some stuff. I need I need support. <laughs> burning shit. <laughs> I can burn I other shit. Yeah, I don't know that anybody... I, well, I know there's a few people that know about burning shit with skids, but I don't know that everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. It's me trying to multitask on lunch. And, you know, sausage dogs, they um, they they can go up in flames really quick if you're not watching them, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As soon as they split and they start dripping... Oh, man. I caught the grill just, like, entirely on fire one day. It was incredible. So, ever since then, burning shit with skids. How oh about God, you, Cliff? Your grill's on fire. <laughs> My grill's on fire. Nah, man. <laughs> not really. Nothing Nothing super fun. Um, not really. Yeah. Marcus, you... Uh, buy something. Yeah? You shooting anybody regularly? Or? No, I try to avoid that. <laughs> regularly. How about tasing? Have you tased anybody yet? Uh, I stay in the office a lot now. Oh, gee, that's no fun. Because you taste too many people. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, well, for excitement, maybe you should tase yourself. I mean, I don't know. No, I'm not doing that again. I've done it once. That's all I need. <laughs> it's like, I'm not doing that again. You know what the sad part is? It's probably just as much paperwork for you, Marcus, right? If you taste somebody else or you taste yourself, it's yeah. probably a crap ton of paperwork. Yeah, it's the same. So. <laughs> Well, that depends. Yeah. If he tases himself, as long as nobody else sees it, he doesn't have to have paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's 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 um, let's end something here. All right, this uh, you know, thing that goes hand in hand with uh, police officers. How many police officers in your station actually eat donuts? I mean, it's like a normal person. If you like them, you eat them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. I think it's just been stereotyped. But, yeah. Um, but is it often? Okay. I mean, I mean, you see, like dudes walking around the office with a donut hanging out of their mouth. I mean, no, I think. I mean, our share's pretty um, honest about being fit, so I don't think you'd be happy if we were doing that. Mm, mm. Okay, so when's the last time you had a donut? <laughs> Actually, I can't even remember. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Well, there goes that. Yeah. Well, stereotype. <laughs> Honestly, I can't be a cop. <laughs> yeah, you can't. And I don't really, way too much. I don't really drink coffee either, so it doesn't help. Mm. How do you Dude. do it? This is how the other uh, half. Are lives. you seriously a cop? <laughs> no coffee, no, no donut. How often do you go to the gym? 
Uh, I try to go every day. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Before shift, I try to go. Yeah. It's it's hard to go after because it's tired. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. I'm the same way. Yep. Yep. I know it doesn't show, but I uh, well, I mean, I, it doesn't show. That was stupid. I I just started two <laughs> weeks ago, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been going back. Um, it's fun. I I enjoy it. Um. So I, it it's doesn't a, really it's a stress me. relief. Too. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I agree. So, uh, but it's been, it's been good, but, uh, all right. Well, I guess we should kick this off, huh? Yes. All Do right. It. All right. So <laughs> because I promised him and he said the check would be in the mail, this is episode 80, you guys. So Ooh. I just wanted to say thank you again to Steve Yoon and the Freefall guys for helping us out in the beginning, getting us started. It wasn't for those guys. I don't know that we'd be here today. So uh, just wanted to give him a big thanks. And uh, I won't spend the money in, the, in, in one place, Steve. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're getting close to 100, huh? Is that, we are. Is that when we're pulling the plug, right? We're just going to say, that's it, 100 golden. It's, it's good, good enough, right? No? Yeah, you got to no? give something away. You got to give like a set of blades away or something. How about mm. tail blades? That's what I got. I didn't say what kind of blades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some. I got some Edge F3C blades. Somebody's gonna <laughs> love those. I got a set of Align 105s from back in 2006. Whoa. Are they the yeah. main blades? The yellow ones? <laughs> the yellow ones. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. You pair that up with some of those blue tail gears, or is it pink, or is it red, whatever color, the latest color. I think we're onto something here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do a giveaway. Yeah, absolutely. Cliff, write me a check. Let's do this. How much you need? 37 cents coming your way. <laughs> He's going to send us his bill from his truck. Is that thing fixed yet? Right? Shh, dude. It's close, man. I, so I was going to talk about it in my week, but I'll, it's it's close. I at least got a little bit of notification from the guy working on it. And the piece, the part that we've been waiting on is actually in route back right now. Mm. I thought you were going to say something like, yeah, he was able to get the door unlocked. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> okay, so in route back from where? Canada. Oh, Jesus. Oh, what? <laughs> so oh, I, I don't know how much I should even talk about this because the EPA is still cracking down on stuff. But <laughs> and, and we do have a cop on the show tonight right? too. But we uh, don't have any yeah. inspections. <laughs> just just so, say allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, this allegedly, is what, what they have to do is take this piece off the truck. Send it to Canada. They have to crack it open and do whatever they do with it and then put it back together and ship it back. Um, And apparently all the diesels in the world are not working right now. And everybody has sent this piece in to get worked on and they're they're just backed up. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, uh, my camper had a recall on the uh propane regulator oh yeah they all did yeah and so yeah. you know tom and all my buddies have been you know sleeping in this camper while we've been cozied up with the heater or the water heater on propane so we all could have blown up but whatever you know <laughs> yeah, fire extinguisher in there yeah it's all good it's yeah. all good you know 
Well, since your water pump wasn't working, it would have been hard to put out fire. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, I'm actually taking the camper in uh, in a couple weeks. You can kiss that goodbye for a while, and then it's going to sit there for months. Uh, They aren't like that. They're like, you bring it in. We will fix it. If we can't, you're coming to get it. We'll order parts, and you can bring it back. That's how they roll. Wow, that's pretty decent. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, well, anyway. But, all right, moving right along. So, uh, we got uh, the old obligatory. Thank you to everyone who downloads and streams and listens to our podcast. We certainly do appreciate it. And thank you for sharing it whenever Goose, you know, eventually posts it. Sometimes. Always. Sometimes. Eh, sometimes. Uh, it'll be Monday. <laughs> 2023. There you go. 2023. No, 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 no. You can't because that's when Telerotor's next episode's coming out. <laughs> you can't. You can't. No, you can't double stamp a triple stamp. No. Shots fired. You just know your ratings would go down if the Telerotor show came out on the same day. Oh man, that was a good one. I'll give you a ten out of ten on that one, Kevin. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we could go ahead. Let's just move on. Let's Before do it. Right. Fall, he leaves or he goes to bed or whatever he does. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff's going to fade here soon. Mm. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? No okay. one? Perfect. Show's Tom, over. Tom. Close the door. No, Tom. 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 He's sure. like the nitro guru. The- sure. I'll go first. I, I mean, there's, I don't have much, so it'll be easy. Oh, okay. Here we go. Right. Uh, I had to rebuild my Kraken, or not, not my Kraken, my raw nitro, the 580, because um, it had an unfortunate uh, meeting with the ground at <laughs> LEX. <laughs> um, but the good thing, I mean, it went in hard. It went in under power, and it's it wasn't bad as I thought it would look. Actually, it wasn't as bad as it initially looked like. Cause when I first picked it up, I was like, oh, hell, this thing's going to be bad. Um, but it was boom, blades, and one of the skids. That's not bad. No, not uh, bad. I, yeah, as soon as I got home, I put in an order at good old BK Hobbies, and they had it out pretty quickly. I was going to say, if you wait till episode 100, maybe we'll, you know, do a blade giveaway. Ooh. Tail blades. You mean the tail blades? The line tail blades? <laughs> you know, you guys are sitting here cracking the line jokes, and uh, Marcus is probably sitting there with a room full of uh, line parts, and he's just looking at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank that... you. I got some tail blades. I'll bet. I can donate. I mean, we, we probably should venture into that, but, you know, I bet Marcus has some Avant and some uh, line and maybe even some Raptor. I mean, we should unpack that. We should see. Got some classic stuff. I'm a classic. <laughs> and you know what? And you, <laughs> and you know what? To sweeten the deal, Marcus can put a signature on it. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That'd be a, that'd be an ultimate timepiece. Marcus signature on aligned parts. Yeah. Got a brand new set right here. I'm looking at. Nice. Nice. You should break out one of the Avants just for old time's sake. They're, they're sitting at my dad's uh, workshop. Yeah, you should do that just for old times. You know That'd be fun. You know what? I, every time I see you, Marcus, I, I keep reminding myself, man, I should have brought my uh, my uh, Mastro Nitro um, to let you take a pull on it because it's completely different now. 
Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's been uh, SAB'd. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> we took we took all the we took all the bad parts off of it that kept breaking and and used more modern parts so that we have parts when it breaks. Oh, nice. When's the next one you're going to be at? Next event? Me? Um, it's a good question. I don't think I could make Queen City just to go out of town. But there's supposed to be one. Somebody told me in like two weeks in North Carolina. Yeah, I think that's the Statesville one. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. Race City? Yes. Yeah, I might, I might try to swing up there. Okay. Depending on work, of course. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, well, if I ever find or get at least get a, a heads up when you're going to be at one of the events, I'll be sure to bring it out and you can take a pull on it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll film because we saw the we saw the smile when you first flew that Mastro Nitro. <laughs> like you got you got done pounding on it, and that one was with the 120 John's 120, and uh, yeah. He was handing the he was handing the transmitter back to John, and he had this huge grin on his face. I was like, "Oh, he enjoyed it." <laughs> it's been a while since I flew nitro. Really, when I flew that. Yeah, because before that, I mean, I haven't flown much. So hmm. it was nice to fly nitro again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All well, right. Uh, what else you got, Tom? That's about it. I, I had some weird tracking issue on my electric raw, and, and it was showing up when I had the floats on. So um, Random Ray talked me into putting some floats on. I said, hey, <laughs> let's put some floats on, uh, you know, put it onto the pond and see what happens. I yeah, said, right. okay, sure, why not? <laughs> so, so he measured it all up and got it all set, and we put it on. And uh, on my low head speed, the whole heli was just, like, bobbing. And I was like, I th- initially, I thought it was my gains. I was like, that's strange. So I just flew it around, bobbling around, and, and you know, it was fun. We popped it in the water, landed, taxied it on, you know, floats and everything. So um, it was fun. Um, but when I uh, went to the uh, sliding auto contest, it was doing, it was kind of doing the same. And I looked at it and I saw that my tracking was off. And I was like, okay. So didn't really feel like messing with it there. So I just left it uh, and just kind of flew through it. So yeah, I had to you know adjust the tracking on that. I had no idea how it got off. I mean, I haven't touched it since the last time I flew it, and it was it was bang on the last time I flew it. So I don't know. Nice. I got some I got some stretching metal somewhere or something. Hmm. But that's it. That's all I have. Okay. Exciting. Well, uh, let's see here, Cliff. You got quite a bit. Let me go ahead and just wrap mine up because I don't have much. Um. So for me, uh, post Heli Extravaganza, I finally got the Puma 8S back up and running. And um, I was happy about that. Uh, it, was, it was fun to see that one fly again. Um, I haven't been to the field. It was just kind of some backyard hover stuff, just making sure it was working good. I don't know. I might get out this weekend. We'll see. Just depends on weather. Um, but uh, glad that that one was back. Uh, I, of course, used proper velcro that didn't get stolen uh over hex yeah well you know call it what you want i'm saying stolen but you know um i didn't use any of that crappy v-bar tape because you know it sucks and um 
now that that one's back up, I ended up ordering two more 4S packs and uh, got them from the magic land of Amazon. So two 4S 4500s, $73 shipped to the door. No questions asked. Boom. But then there were questions to be had. As in, why did my batteries not show up? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I got, like, we, we know what happens with Kevin. Yeah, right. They're you like, know? nope, turn this one around. It's coming back. Um, yeah, yeah. I was the first time ever. Tom, of course, I guess he said he's had it happen, but first time for me to ever have Amazon say, um, sorry, your package is undeliverable. <laughs> That's that's Amazon doing Amazon things. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're going to heavy hands? Uh-uh. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to puff up. I don't want to puff up. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you know, I did what anybody would do. Puffing up would be the least do. of their worries. What's that? Puffing up would be the least of their worries. <laughs> right. Plowed into the earth would be more likely. Yeah, yeah. getting chopped by the blades. Um, oh, yeah. we're getting smashed in mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old mm-hmm. dirt, dirt dauber. Well, the sovereign puffing setting on fire. I mean, I, anything is know, possible. I mean, listen, I I can troubleshoot anything now because I think I've done just about all of it. So, you know, but uh, yeah, so I did what anybody would do. I ordered up another set, got them on the way. Hopefully they won't get scurred and they'll show up and uh, we'll see see what happens. But anyway, that's that's all I had. I don't have anything else to add. So um, let's move this baby along. Uh, how about uh, how about Gooch? Go ahead, Gooch. Well, actually, go ahead, Cliff. You do you, then we'll do Gooch, and then we'll get to Marcus. Sound good? That sounds like a plan to me. Mm. Mine's pretty simple. I, I mean, we already talked about the truck, and that was one of my bullets. Okay. Um, so really, still recovering from setting up during and breakdown of heli x it was just it was it was long it was a lot of time but uh it, it was fun it was definitely all worth it and uh I, I still still my favorite place to go to um truck been in the shop for 12 weeks it's been down for 12 weeks but it should be very very soon i'm hoping i have my truck for mow down nice <laughs> And this past weekend, uh, Maddie and I went to uh, my club, and they had an old-timers planker event. And uh, (laughs) they obviously don't see helicopters very much because when when I flew, when Maddie and I flew, they're like, you guys are throwing down out there. And I was like, yeah, you don't get out much, do you? (laughs) Because I don't throw down very good at all. But the the thing that they really liked the most, you know, I'd go up and auto down. They're like, you go up like four or five hundred feet and you turn the motor off and land every time. I'm like, yeah, like that is incredible. I'm like, oh, OK. So, yeah, I impressed some old guys. And so did Madison. You should tell them to do that. You'd be like every flight. You should kill your motor before you land. Well, most of them were breaking their airplanes in the, they were, they were the old, they were old, old, you know, like, uh, World War One type airplanes and they were breaking in the air. So they were having oh, wow. a fun day just picking up pieces that way. Isn't that normal though for a day of planes? <laughs> I, I mean, it is in my club. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I try not to get around those guys much. <laughs> right. 
but uh yeah really that's uh that's about it with me um yeah that's about it okay all right gooch what you got oh man it's my turn oh you guess ready all right get your pillows let's get this show on the road i'm snuggled up ready to go all right so uh a little bit of flying in the past my gosh it's been a couple weeks now um that i've been on here because i was uh i took a break from hex didn't do that um because i'll start with this because i got invited to do like the helicopter demo at the cleveland air show so mm-hmm. it's a full-scale air show, but the local club, RC Club from Cleveland, puts together, like, you know, some pals from the area, different disciplines, right? They, they do 3D, they do helicopters, they kind of try to do a little bit of everything. And uh, the the people that usually do it, it's um, going to be Paul Soha. And Marcus might remember that name because he's been around, I guess, for a long time. He's just not in the mainstream anymore and then yeah. tom tom herb is the other guy that been doing it for i guess they this whole like doing the rc demo at the cleveland air show has been going on for 37 years right wow so <laughs> funny enough uh believe it or not is uh paul soha is still running an avant 90 <laughs> oh <wow. Flybart. laughs> So, um, but yeah, I got to do that. I got invited to go do that, which was awesome because, you know, I took the the BK Hobbies banner. So I had that up. It's supposed to be Saturday and Sunday. Flew Saturday. Sunday was pretty much a rain out. I got a little bit, but it was barely any time to fly because it started raining. So we didn't do much on Sunday. But Saturday was pretty much, I was there from 8 in the morning until about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So did the flying in the morning before the big show, the full scale show started. Um, I got to say it was very interesting because um, the FA guy that kind of the air boss, I guess you could call him, uh, was right behind me when I was flying. Um, and I definitely had a cell drop in my flight pack as I'm flying it. And I just kept flying it for about three and a half, four minutes in my Puma. Um, it was not happy. It was dropping head speed left and right, but I somehow managed to put the three and a half, four minutes of flight time on Saturday, um, which was awesome. But the best part about it is that, you know, talk to a bunch of people, of course, a bunch of people stopped by the table, um, where we were parked at, we had a tent and we had, uh, also like chairs that we brought and everything else, but a lot of people were interested. Um, they love the airplanes, but helicopters was cool too. So I had the little raw 420. So I was letting kids take pictures with it and everything else. So it was cool to meet a lot of people, a lot of interest. Um, I probably, I don't know, I talked to over 50 to 100 people while I was on Saturday. Um, some of them showed interest in helicopters. Some showed interest in RC in general. Um, there was even somebody, I forgot the name. I wish I would have actually took uh, the name down, but it was somebody that used to be sponsored, a younger guy. I want to say younger, in his early 30s, maybe. He was like, yeah, I used to be sponsored a long time ago with helis, but since then I kind of fallen out. I'm like, okay, he took a break, a life break, as we call it. So it was cool to represent um you know obviously most times they see people try to fly helicopters 
very few actually get to fly them and, and do tricks and do 3D and stuff like that with it. So that was pretty cool. I was kind of bummed because Sunday I did bring out the raw 580 Nitro. So that was the uh, helicopter I was going to really have some fun with, with the FAA guy behind me. But we didn't really get to fly that much. So, you know, kind of upset about that, but it is what it is. Um, so awesome time. The best thing out of that was that I met, there was a father and four boys. So they're all uh, brothers, uh, family that was, they did 3d airplanes, but they are super old. Their range is five to 10 years old. All of them are like super excited. They want to try helis. So out of that whole day, um, apparently the father built a flying field in their backyard. Oh, right. So they fly every day. That is nice or whatever. Well, the, the dad was like, yeah, we tried helis. I got some helis. I'm like, well, what do you have? And he's like, I don't even know. I'm like, listen, I'll come out. It's only like an hour drive. If that to go to their house, I'm like, just let me know. Give me a call. Here's my number. I'll bring out the helis. I'll bring out the buddy box and we'll, we'll give them like a mini heli clinic, you know, and let them actually enjoy helis rather than try not to crash them. Right. You know, that's awesome. Um, so that's like, to me, that was like, I talked to a lot of people that showed interest, but to be able to meet that family, uh, it it was kind of cool because here they are ranges five to 10 years old and they could fly planes fine. Right. They could take those and blister them to the sky. So, I'm like, I can't wait for the the opportunity to get that call and set something up to go on a Saturday and I'll spend the whole day with them, you know? So I'm kind of excited about that to happen, but overall it was awesome. Um, Didn't crash, came back in one piece. The thing was too, it was like, you know, the people were like on the taxiway and we were flying over the runway, right? So you're talking probably, you know, 150, feet 200 feet away from the from the crowd so even if you're bringing on the deck there's no point because they can't really see it so staying above your head is probably the best you could have done so um kept it simple you know just do some 3d nothing too crazy um and then it was a good amazing time but so since then uh let's see Man, I'm having a motivational issue here. I'm unmotivated to fix my Puma. The second one that I have that crashed into a tree. I'm not motivated to fix my Nitro Raw 700. It's still crashed from Urcha. It's kind of motivation is just not there. I know what it is. I know a guy. You know Where's, Cholo? Mm-hmm. Where's Cholo at? Yep. You just have you to know? mail it to Florida or... There's uh there's a guy up in Ohio I that we've met. He's up there. Yep. Hmm. So you know the I, you know I, the guy. I know the guy. I mean, there's a few guys, but I don't know, man. I I I want to do it. It's just motivation. I think work is just wearing me out right now because I'm you know I got a new position and trying to build up a team and all that good stuff. But right. I I think also the fact is that. I have my 580 Nitro and I have my raw 420 and I, that's what I usually fly most of the time now at the field or in front of my house. So those have been really, really good. Um, I mean, I got up to 50 flights in like 
two weeks or less on my raw 420 and then i kind of plateaued where i'm still doing like two or three flights a day if i can but it's not like every day so i'm having a lot of fun with that um i did end up switching the hobby wing out of it hmm. I, I i that telemetry was just not working for me man yeah you had the 80 you know? right i had the 80 the telemetry was completely wrong i don't I don't even want to say that I trusted the max amperage. You know, it was showing like 120 amps at times mm-hmm. peak. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what I was pulling, but I wasn't running it at 3200 RPM. Most of the time I stayed between 24, no more than 2600 RPM. Maybe you need to start calling you heavy hands. Mm. I don't know. So, um, but I switched it to an 80 amp Scorpion, the six, you know, uh, six, uh, uh, cell, uh, 80 amp. And I gotta say, dude, like, dude, that thing is like literally half the size of the hobby wing hmm. in length. Yeah. It's, it's this t- It looks like literally it's the size of a swash plate. I wow. kid you not. It, it's so tiny compared to it's maybe it's, you can make the arguments a little bit thicker than the hobby wing, but not it's definitely shorter by a lot size wise what is so, what what brand did you get what did, what did you put scorpion in? the scorpion okay. 80 amp 6l and it's dude it, it was plug and play you know like i was getting asked like oh did you have to plug it to the computer did you nope with my v-touch and my neo like literally i soldered just the the connectors to it um, I plugged it in, ran the wires to, I already had the, the telemetry wire plugged into the Neo that I used with the hobby wing. So all I did was I just took it out of the hobby wing, left it all there. And then I ran the, the two new, uh, throttle and RPM wire from the, uh, Scorpion ESC up to the Neo. So what and was then, the amp rating with that? I didn't, I didn't pay attention. Mm. Okay. So, cause I have like two flights on it and it was literally like, I had batteries charged and I'm like, oh, let me go do a quick flight and then yeah. run inside to deal with the kids or whatever the case may be. Sure. Yeah. But it was plug and play. I didn't have to bring a computer out or anything like that. I, you know, ran all the wires. I soldered the stuff, you know, plugged the battery in and I did a flight like with no adjustments to anything that I had on. Cause we did, even with the hobby wing, I was running the Neo governor. Because mm. remember, I was having issues with with the hobby wing governor on the, the lower head speeds. It just felt a little bit, you know, mushy feel like on the collective and even the cyclic. So what I did was I switched it. You know, the tail would kick out at times. You know, lose its 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 hold. So I switched it to the neo, and I did a lot of those governor precoms in the neo when the neo was doing the governing of right. the head speed, and that cleaned it up. And all those settings. I did not change any of those settings between what I have for the hobby wing to what now it's in the Scorpion and it's flawless transition. Nice. So, yeah, nice. So I did that. Um, and that's about it. Um, Oh, quick thing. And I know, you know about this and a few other folks, but I do have some heli heads hats coming in. Some of them are already spoken for, but if you're interested and you want to purchase a hat, a visor, we're going to have uh, pretty much three different types of some kind of hats, right? We're going to have the trucker hat. We're going to have the black hat that, you know, Kevin likes. And then we have blue visors again. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, shoot us a message on Facebook under the Heliheads um, Facebook page. 
or just email us at our email address and uh, we'll go from there if you're interested to uh, to get some, uh, yep. a hat or they, a visor. They go quick too, boy. Yep. Wait, wait, do we get one? Do you, do you get one? Yes. I mean, your Apple money's good enough for us too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, if it's, if it's green and it's around 35 to $40, <laughs> we, could, we could, you know, show you some kind of preference. Not pesos, Tom. Okay. Yeah. I got you, boo. Not okay. churros. Cool. Churros. Oh, nice. I don't know. I mean, I might Come. take churros as a payment. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so that's what we have. I know some, a lot of people are asking for shirts. We have something in the works. If you kind of give us a little bit, we might have some kind of special edition shirts coming in the future too. Mm, so yes. hang tight for those. Those are coming, but right now it's hats. Mm. So I should have the hats, I think tomorrow. Oh, nice. So by the time this show releases, there might be none left already. So yeah, but very nevertheless, if you are interested, especially uh, if you're going to come to the mow down, I'll be there. I'll try to bring some more hats, even if I sell all the ones that I have coming in uh, to tomorrow or on the, uh, the 16th, 15th or 16th. Just let us know via email and I'll make another order and I'll bring them to mow down, you know, so you guys could uh, buy them if you want to. Nice. So that's about it that's all i got are you sure Can i try one for like a couple weeks and see if i like it and if i do then pay for it what do you think this is jetty transmitters I, <laughs> holy <laughs> cow <laughs> jeez tom Shots wow fired. right in the nuts man did you like that he's dropping that. bombs like hiroshima good god you, you, you do know that jetty does that right yeah. yeah, loner radios, which yeah. is pretty cool in my opinion. It is I mean, pretty cool. I mean, it's 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 no different than you sprinkling crack on everybody where you know wherever you go. And little kids, here you want to <laughs> try this? Yeah, try it. <laughs> Next thing you know, their parents are looking at their uh, bank account. Like, is that what Marcus does? Is that what Marcus is doing in the streets? So you keep no. his quota? <laughs> yep. No quotas. Uh, no. Uh, gosh, Cliff, if you want a hat, just come to me. I just want to see if I want it. I just want to wear one for like maybe the event. And if I like it, I'll go ahead and get it. But if I don't like it very much, I'd like to just give it back to you. You know, and people wonder why Telemoto don't, don't have any shirts, any hats, mm. barely came out with any mm. stickers. You know, like this is what the problem is, Cliff. Wait, wait, you are the stickers? problem. We have stickers. I thought that's what you guys got that new logo, those we fancy logo. Sticker. We only had one sticker. Yeah, one oh, sticker. Geez. Yes, we wanted to start off small. I, sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like they got a problem with commitment, don't they? Mm, sure do. <laughs> Man, Gooch is coming out guns blazing, right? Tonight. I know. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I do done. have. I do have a Heli Heads hat that you could try out. It just happens to be the one that I've had for the past two years. So it's broken <laughs> in for It's you. broken. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Cliff, you can't wear hats, man. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll mat the 10 hairs on the top of your head down. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can't not, do that. I, the, what I'll do, and I'll see how generous I feel, Cliff. I might do a special edition, like Cliff Heliheads, like vi not the visor, but the uh, yeah, court jester hat. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I will. I will rock that. <laughs> I know you would. 
<laughs> for the right hey, price Gooch. of $150. Gooch, make sure you cut the center out of it on the top. <laughs> oh, I will. I hope he gets his top of his head gets so burnt. Get him a visor that has the Guy Fieri hair sticking out of the top. Ooh. I know those, right? They just yeah. get them. Okay, I'll look into it. I'll see what I can do for you, Cliff. We'll set you up more. Yeah. Good Put that shit on a cracker, dude. Yeah, maybe Speedos. I think mm. oh, Cliff deserves Speedos. Oh. Mm. But that's it. That's all I got. Are you done? Okay. Because I mean, I th- you were about to turn into Javier, and I, I knew a fishing story or something was coming, so I had to cut you off. Listen, I have to give the people, uh, I don't know, I, swag is important. It is. Power to a lot of people. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Even Cliff. Love it. Okay, well, our guest of honor here, we've got Marcus Kim. What have you been up to since Heli Extravaganza? Uh, I'm not as interesting as um, what Goosh said. You don't have any fishing uh, stories? No, I don't. Uh, I unpacked my stuff. Good job. uh, That's a start. I didn't break anything, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't crash. I say that and I'll probably destroy something next to that. But um, everything seems to be working good. Uh, just been working. And I actually got a buddy of mine's 700 Align XN that I'm fixing. For oh, him. nice. Okay. Oh, God. So I'm learning about that as yeah. I take it apart. So, you, mean so, that, you mean that transmission and, and steel clutch yeah. liner? I was going to say, if you want to redo the clutch, the liner or whatever, then send it to Dan Renane. He'll take care of you. Okay. I yeah. didn't even look at that. Isn't it metal, Tom? It is. It's a metal liner. Yeah. So oh, now I guess that's why it has that noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that thing is just a combination of things. So it had a steel liner on a clutch bell, which slips more. And because it's metal and it slips more heat, it builds up more heat. And then it transfers all of that heat into that plastic transmission or that uh, idler gears that they use to try and fix the CG on it. And then it starts to melt that portion and then the bearings start moving. And then the bearings, once it moves, it just everything locks up and that's it gets destroyed. Yikes. Yeah. So, um, but they did, but they did come out with a uh, upgrade that you can purchase the, the aluminum housing so that it can transfer all the heat just everywhere. There you go. <laughs> Good thinking. I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, goodness. Um, but in, in all honesty, um, I think once you get the the liner out and actually put either a more traditional liner or um, a you know a high friction liner like Dan does. Um, it gets rid of most of your issues, and you do have to keep that gear and bearing lubed quite often. Yeah, that's what I I heard about that. So yeah. and I think if you do that, it it, it actually flies pretty decent. It's like every yeah, just five not- flights or something, right? That's what they said. Like every five flights, they want you to grease it, but I don't know that you really need that often. I don't know. Mm, okay. I don't know. I don't have one. I mean, I've seen them. I've played with them. Um, I test flown one from somebody here that's local that has it, and you know, I got to check it all out. But I don't know. Just glad I didn't buy one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it for me. 
Okay. So Not you've been uh, you've been working a lot. I have. Yeah. And have you been flying anything on the job? Uh, we've been doing some drone flying. Yeah. So, you want to talk about it? Um, sure. Uh, we do. Uh, anytime there's like a high risk situation or missing person or something of that nature, um, either I'll get called out or uh, we have an aviation unit um, that tails an airplane and helicopter. So uh, between myself and them, we stay pretty busy uh, with that. So um, the other day we had to check an area for a, a subject. So we do that quite often. So depending on the situation, but it's very useful. What um, equipment are they rigging up to this thing to look for missing people? Uh, I mean, just the standard stuff. We use uh, we use DJI stuff. So we have a Matrice 300 and a M30T. So the hmm. camera capabilities of those are pretty good. I mean, the thermal's real good. So especially when it starts cooling off, um, sure, yeah, yeah. we'll be able to see see stuff pretty clearly. That's so interesting. So, so if if we were to need to hide from one of those, what would be the best way we did that? Uh, under <laughs> if you do run to the police, <laughs> don't get into um, trouble, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate thing. But hypothetically uh, speaking, <laughs> to, to be honest with you, even even uh, tree line, even heavy tree line, you can, it'll still pick up the heat. Um, what if I go in the water? I mean, if someone it, were to go in the water, <laughs> I could pick. I could actually pick up the heat difference in the water. Wow. Really? So, so, what if I were to cover Cliff in mud? That oh. actually might work, like mm. the Terminator. Like you know, Terminator, how, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd be back. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Wait, no, that was Predator, or, wasn't it? Predator. It's, or, yeah, you need those reflective, re- reflective blankets. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing that's going to get you away from a heat sensor. So stay under yeah. a tin roof. I mean, the heck, they see people through walls with the heat, like the firefighters. Mm. Yeah, they could, they could, they, they could see them through walls, the heat signatures. Gotcha. So you're kind of screwed unless you do something that's reflecting the heat signature or it's isolating the heat signature. Like, I mean, it's, it's hard to pick up if you're, um, next to a building or under an awning or something like that. But um, other than that, if you're like in the wood line or something, you know, it'll pick you up. Wow. So you should bring that to the next event you come to so we can play with it and see how it works. <laughs> try, try and find all the ways we can hide from it. <laughs> cover, cover cliff in mud. <laughs> hey, cliff, run. Hey, racing through the tree line on the uh, golf cart. Well, yeah, 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 that would be fun. Uh, so, so if it was really hot out, I was in the middle of the woods and you were chasing me down with one of these drones. What if I set the entire place on fire? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, 
It's pretty high risk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're in the fire, it probably won't pick you up. <laughs> well, there you go. Just, there you go. See, uh, got your answer now. So if you wanted to run from one of these cameras, just set everything set, on fire. Set everything on fire. I got it. I got or it. He, he's going to see really hot all around, but just a little dot that's getting smaller and smaller by the minute. <laughs> I mean, the technology has drastically improved over the past couple of years. So, I mean, the camera quality is on par with the camera on the uh, on the full scale stuff. So, that's mm. pretty cool. I got a question for you. On most uh, consumer DJI drones, um, if you're within any kind of restricted area or near, or or um, if there's a, a what is it? What do they call that? Uh, 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 RF or, um, you know, when like the president's flying in and free on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you, do you still get grounded by the software or is yours like specially developed where it, it bypasses any of those? Yeah. So like a TFR, like a temporary flight restriction, yeah, um, TFR. it'll actually show up. Um, we could, Potentially, they do give us, they give law enforcement um, some unlocking areas so that uh, you don't have as many restrictions as consumer. But you actually have to send in, like, your credentials and uh, your FAA license and basically all your equipment information, uh, basically register it with them so they know that you're the person operating if something does happen. Kind of thing. So, it's called um, QEP. It's qualified something. I forgot the last um, two letters, but essentially you got to enroll in that program and then it'll actually unlock in areas that you would normally be restricted in. Mm-hmm. But um, for us in the county, we only really have one airport that's mainly in the city. But if we if we go by, we have... We have good contact with them, so if we have to go up nearby, we'll give them a call, and they're they're pretty good about saying okay or no. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add, sir? Uh, no. That's it. Glad to be back on the show. Yeah. Thanks for a couple being. years. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we figured it out. Since episode six and now we're at eighty. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. There's a lot to talk about, right, Kevin? Like we right. got some catching up to do, don't we? We do. Actually, you're right. We're not done yet, are we? Nope. Nope. Oh, now we're gonna let that one slide, Marcus, huh? Uh, yeah, I know. He mm-hmm. thought he was getting out of it, but he's not. Yep. There's been a lot that happened since then. Yep. Yeah, like 72 yeah. episodes. Yeah. Well, so I think what Gooch is getting at here is that, you know, Marcus, when you came back on the show, you literally were kind of sort of coming back into the hobby, as it were. And uh, and at that time, of course, you had no affiliations, maybe remainder of some aligned stuff, maybe. Um, but since then, you've had a lot of changes happen. So... Uh, why don't you tell us about some of these new sponsors that you got with and how those came about and uh, and bring us up to speed. Uh, well, I guess shortly after that episode, um, 
spoke to Gusto and uh, he asked if I was interested in trying some Excel Power stuff. He said he knew a contact, so talked with him and he connected with me with Frank and uh, I tried a uh, Excel Power 700 oh, V1. V1. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I actually used the old equipment that I had playing around and got that going and um his his align just so we can tell everybody his aligned ds610s and his <laughs> dean's connectors no bullshit his dean's connectors 72 megahertz <laughs> no no i upgraded from that so, uh, we had to sorry marcus we had to put some fun <laughs> i actually had a castle creations to control it mm-hmm. so. yep with Deans. Uh, I did upgrade from the Deans. You did. You actually stepped up to EC5s. I'm proud of you. Did. <laughs> I did. Oh. Comes out to the field. Hey, anybody got pin number uh, five? Right. <laughs> Lucky number 13, 13, <laughs> No, I can definitely tell you that when you showed up and everybody saw your Deans, like the, the rumor going around was like, is he really going to fly that? Like, like with Deans? He's going to fly that. I'm like, I think so. I've never had him go bad. Well, the the funny part is that Kevin, I think we were on the phone where he was telling me the whole story. What was it? The sod farm? Yeah, it was sod farm. Yep. You know, and like none of the newer people, re- I mean, they might have heard your name, but they didn't never seen you fly in real life. And they were like, God damn. Like, oh, yeah. who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Oh Lord! Yeah, that was the best story ever. I'm like, yep, Marcus. Oh, yeah, always a treat, Welcome. man. Always mm-hmm. a treat. That, that must yeah. have been an aligned thing. So did you? Did you? Uh, you still fly Spectrum, like the the SE? No. You know the seven SE, or you know you you upgraded no. that too. I actually upgraded um, Ben. Actually, yeah, Ben uh, Connor. Ben Connor hooked me up with a, uh, I bought a uh, B-Control for him from him. And, uh, so I'll tell you how that went down. So I said, Ben, I was like, don't you have a, you know, a V-Control, like the original V-Control? He's like, yeah. I was like, you want to get rid of it? And he's like, um, hmm. I was like, it's for Marcus. He was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pandy's drop, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, if it's for Marcus, that's okay then. Oh, gosh. It was funny. Mm. So what do you think about that experience? Uh, as far as the radio change? Yeah. Like, just just where we are versus where we were, right? Before you... Um, you I'd s- say it's gotten a lot better. You don't have to bring a computer to the field. Yeah, nice, <laughs> right? Change settings. Um, <laughs> that was the big part. Um, I flew I flew V-Bar back in the day um, when I flew Avance. So um, I you, flew you for a while. feeling, right? Yeah. The feeling. So I, was, I knew V-Bars were good, um, but the only complaint was bringing a computer to the field and setting things up. Once you set it, you didn't really have to mess with it, but... Um, just getting it to that point but now with the radio i mean super easy so so let me ask you something really quickly before you move on there v-bar back then compared to the neo today is there a major feel difference or is it kind of the same it's actually i mean to me it feels similar okay 
So I don't think there's a drastic change. I think they've improved some things like, you know, um, some of the settings and fine tuning, but right. the overall feel is pretty much what I remember back in the day. Okay. So, but yeah, um, using that. And then um, actually, I think it was last year, Heli Extravaganza, I got with, um, with Ting and actually tried out some data servos. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, before they were cool. And uh, they actually, uh, it seems like it's, it's taken off, um, but they've been working good. I haven't had any issues with that. And also flying, I spoke with uh, Kenny Co, which I used to fly with the line and uh, tried out some Azure Power Blades. So hmm. been happy with those two. So essentially that. And then uh, this past, uh, this past summer, uh, I spoke with uh, Sean, Sean K with uh, Heli Direct, and got hooked up with Heli Direct. So I've known him. We we used to fly back to, let's say, back in the early two thousands. Okay. Oh two oh three, um, back then, and he was part of the Atlanta group, the mm-hmm. ATL SmackDown, and uh, so talking to him was good. Um, I mean, I've known him and got along with him for a long time. So it's kind of just uh, worked out real well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So XL Power, uh, HeliDirect. Um, uh, essentially, I guess you have to fly what HeliDirect sells. Is that kind of the deal? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. I haven't been specific as far as that goes but i mean they really carry everything just about what i've seen so um the main things i mean they carry all the main main suppliers right seems like. yeah so that's cool i i thought it was that you you had to stay within you know under their roof of what they sold but but yeah, BK is kind of the same. It's, uh, you know, you, you have to fly like X a number of stuff that BK, BK sells and then you can kind of float the line with, you know, other thing, which makes it kind of nice because then you get to still be, you know, a hobbyist first, right? Yeah. And yeah. ultimately that's why we got into this was to, to have fun and fly. But, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, actually. I dig that. That's awesome. So, nice. But everything else has been going well, so can't complain. So, uh, in 2023, uh, any plans for a number of events to attend or is it just kind of work permitting? Uh, work permitting, but I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm going to try to attend a couple more next year. Okay. I know this year was kind of hectic with work, so I couldn't attend as many as I wanted. So. Right. And you did not attend Urcha this go around? I did not. Okay. So, next year, maybe? That's a possibility, yes. Okay. All right. Very cool. I like his answers. They're all in the middle. <laughs> I know. I, I don't and want to say is, yes. Like he said yes. They didn't right? show up. Like, and the thing her. about Marcus, the thing about Marcus is that he's like total ninja. Like the like he doesn't show up when the event starts or when the event is, you know, like winding down. He just out of nowhere appears like dab <laughs> in the middle of the event just when everything's going on. So you have no idea when he actually showed up, right? And then really? he like does, he lays down like these sick flights and he 
like just garners all the attention and yeah. all, of a sudden, all of a sudden he just disappears and he's gone yeah. like, Poof, he just gone. His stuff up and leaves yeah I mean, it comes with it comes with his trade. He's a cop, for God's sake. That's what they do, right? They show up. You're like, oh crap! How did the guy get in there? And then he's just like, where did they go? Okay, so so here's what this is what I'm hearing is that we need to pick an event that I can drag the camper to, and we need to like hold Marcus hostage <laughs> in the camper, and we'll let start. him come out to start his first flight. Under the lights at night, throwing down. Yes. I don't think I've seen him fly under the lights yet. It's been a long time since he's flown under the lights. We need to make this happen. Yeah. It's probably, I don't know if you were there. It was probably Sod Farm like years ago that I did that. Yeah. Are you a fan of night flying or are you kind of like indifferent about it? I mean, I've done it. I I did the, uh, it's so funny story back in 2003, almost, what is it? Almost 20 years ago. Um, It's crazy, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One of the guys that I used to fly with, uh, Shannon Davis, he was, I flew with miniature aircraft with him. And he was like, hey, you're doing the night fly. I was like, I don't have, you know, equipment or helicopter to do that. And uh, I had no plan to do any type of night flying at Urcha. And uh, he literally walks up to me. He goes, here's your helicopter. You're, you're entered into the competition. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So um, I ended up entering and then I actually won it that year. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was kind of a spur of the moment, but ended up working out. All right. Yeah. So along with the same thought that the train of thought that Kevin had, so we just need to have you show up, stick a heli in your hand and say, just throw it down. <laughs> yeah. Nope. No planning. So this, so that's the theme with Marcus. You can't plan anything with Marcus. It just has to happen. Like, we're, we're at least going to plan this far. Marcus, next time you need to bring an overnight bag just in case. Not saying you yeah. will or won't be kidnapped. I'm, you know, not, throwing, not saying that. But you need to make sure you have a change of clothes. The best part is if we actually, he doesn't, right, to try to get out of it, and we go to Walmart and we pick the right bag. Whatever we. <laughs> Here's a towel, but it's a small towel known to man, the small right. soap bar. <laughs> a windbreaker outfit. Right. <laughs> there you go. Gangnam style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that would be awesome. No, that, that's, that's, a, that's a, not a formal plan. It's a draft plan. Okay, draft. so like how about uh, Winter Bash? Mm. Winter make Bash. December Orlando. I actually might try to make that one. Okay. Sweet. Are they going to have Night to... Flying Gooch or no? I think they're trying to. I think the Kyle mentioned, I don't know if it's set in stone, but it, it sounds like they're able to this year plan to get the permit because I think it's a permit issue. That's okay. why they didn't have it last year. Um, and I, I'm trying, I'm going to try to do like a week. It's my birthday week, right? So I might try to come down for a week. Nice. So I think it'll be a good time. All right. Okay, well, uh, we don't have our guy here, uh, so somebody's going to have to do it. I'm sorry. Somebody's going to have to bring us in to our next topic. 
Cliff. Who's it going to be? You don't want Cliff to do it. <laughs> yes, Cliff needs to do it. Okay. Can you do it? Hit me with it. And don't give me the Chris Diamante version. I'm going to be pissed. Oh, that's what that I was going to do, too. That is hot. That is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, Brigitte. Everybody here has gone to bed already. And you don't want to wake Kathy back up. Mm. She'll come down here making all that damn noise. You know she will. Man, you guys are mm-hmm. killing me. Tom, you, you give Mar- us wait, something. Wait, you've never Why done it, Why don't you Kevin? have Marcus? Why don't I you have, have Marcus done. do it? Marcus has a kid, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're all like... Family oriented? Oh, man, we're just a bunch of party poopers. Come on, Tom. Give it to us. <laughs> I'm like literally right next door to my daughter's room. Mm-hmm. Come on, then, Tom. Then cup the microphone like it's, you know. Are you ready? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> just. Oh, snap. Oh, here we go. You ready? All right. All right. Three, two, one. What is hot? My man. Oh, that was decent. Wow. Decent. God. And the dog is not barking. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love it. I knew I soundproofed the freaking basement for a reason. There you go. Oh, see, she probably heard it. Yeah, she. Well, my wife still probably heard it. (laughs) No, Alina's probably popped up in bed. Daddy's doing the news. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's probably like, "What is hot? Like, why? (laughs) What's he touching down there?" (laughs) Oh my God, she's a why kind of kid. All right, you guys ready for this? Let's do it. Oh man, we got a few things. First is first. I think we got this as soon as it came out. We put on the notes here, maybe. Uh, Excel Power, there was a public announcement mm. um, regarding their, what is it, their cone-shaped tail shafts. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a recall. It sounds like a manufacturer's defect, not necessarily Excel Power or the design of it. There was uh, right. a manufacturer's defect. Was it freaking hardening? Metal- a hardening thing? Freaking metallurgy, man. Get some uh. again. Jeez. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, Scott, like, I think, tapped his tail on the ground and it bent like 90 degrees. And then, oh, yeah, like literally like a day or two after they yeah. came out mm. and announced, um, yeah, no, <laughs> <just> no good. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he freaking horseshoed that shit. It was amazing. Oh, man. So, yeah, but that was cool. They, they sent out an announcement, to, like a normal recall that you would see. And they're going to, as soon as they get the correct, uh, you know, uh, tail shaft, they're going to send it out to everybody. So make sure you connect with uh, your preferred vendor of XL Power or Cajun Aircraft, or even, you know, you might be able to reach out to XL Power online and they'll work something out for you. So mm. uh, make sure. But they, they were serious. They were like, you know, do not fly it, which... Generally speaking, I don't think I see that much. Right? It's awesome. Um, good, yeah, so good for them for being proactive. I mean, I, yeah. kudos to them for sure. Yep. So that was one of the things. Oh, next, next. Who's ready for the Puma Freedom Edition? Man, what? that looks hot. Ooh, that USA. So cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> America. Yep. So right now, um, they should still be open by the time we air the show. Uh, BK Hobbies or SAB USA has a form that you could sign to show your interest, right? And then if there's enough interest uh, through gathering up all those forms, um, then uh, BK Hobbies or SAB USA uh, will get the the thumbs up from uh, SAB and they'll probably have a number in mind, whatever it may be, and they could start taking pre-orders, right? At that point is you might have to put a deposit for it. 
you know, but right now the form that you fill out just says, hey, it shows that you're interested and you wouldn't be on hook until they release like a pre-order type uh, deal. So if you're interested, you think it looks awesome, just go to SAB USA, find that form for the Freedom Edition, show your interest and fill it out. Looks so, amazing. Oh, yep. it does. God. Very just, cool. I want it. Geez. I want it a lot. <laughs> they really need to do a, a full-size raw and uh, canopy and boom. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure that if they release this, even though it might be limited numbers, right? They already have like the, the templates, right? Per se. So I'm sure you could probably do a custom after the fact. Yeah, right, do, for, a, uh, do a raw, uh, but put a Puma canopy on it and then yes. get the boom done, right? Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. If you're interested, make sure you go out there and you show your interest by filling out the form. Sweet. Uh, let's see. Ne- go ahead. Anything? No, go ahead. All right. Next. Ooh, Theta. Well, we were just talking about Theta and Mark mentioned Kenny. Well, there's Kenny Co. branded Theta servos. The wow. THL 788s for Cyclics and THL 782 for Tail. How about these that? Are, these are full size. Yep. Okay. And they're, they're all the, I think we'll, the, it's not like mechanically there's any different. I think the settings in them are based on Kenny's input. Uh, right. Uh, yes. I, I believe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So pretty cool. Do we, is it going to be similar pricing as the regulars or do we have any idea or anything yeah. like that? Are we talking like KD1 crap here? Yeah, like forty dollars more for. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what it costs. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, Kenny's got to get a cut. That's right. Yeah. So uh, you know it's going to be more. Do you know how many times you know, like how much headache Kenny had to go through to take every servo, tap it on the back, put the number in, tap it again to save it, and then you know make sure it's saved. So you got to go back into it. It's a lot of and sign it. He had to sign all those. He had to sign oh, each one. Yes. Oh boy. Wow. So, no, it's Come pretty cool. A, Go ahead. It comes in a special box too. A Ooh, special nice. box. A special box. Wow. They are four seventy nine ninety nine for a set of four. Okay, so for the cyclics and tail. Yes. Four seventy nine. That's not bad. Dude. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So it's about one hundred and twenty bucks a piece. That's yeah, really dude, that's, good. Yeah, like. That's on par. Hmm. Thanks, Marcus. Not getting much of a kickback. <laughs> Marcus was gooch. Marcus just did the. He just did the news. I know. I mean, I tell you, you know what Marcus is going to do? He's going to get a set of those. He's going to cross Kenny's name out, right? <laughs> and he's going to sign it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. You know, spray paint that side black and just sign skids on it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll be the judge of best settings ever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's pretty cool because we kind of had an idea that this is kind of where theta servos for the for the future are going to go, where they're going to have some special edition servos. And I'm glad that they're not, you know, adding $50 to each servo mm-hmm. just for, for the settings. But we knew that's going to be more of a software type special edition rather than necessarily being like hardware, like a different motor or a different gearing or something like that. So that's it's pretty awesome. neat. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. So uh, next is next. So we know that 
uh, SAB had plans to release some accessories for the RAW 420. And some of those things were what we, I, I refer to as the motor bumpers, which is, you know, just like a bar, a bumper around the sides of the motor to protect the motor. Yep. What those are still coming. I think they're soon to be uh, available for order. But the biggest thing is that there are, we saw quite a few uh, folks that designed their own and the files are ready to on Thingiverse to actually 3D print it yourself. If you uh, had that link, yep. I, yep. I can put it in the show notes, uh, you know, or attach it to the show. Uh, so the bumpers are one thing. We also saw the the bracket that would hold the ESC XT60. Right. Like where you yep. bolt it underneath the uh the tray yep right so it's things like that that's kind of cool like that people already you know kind of running wild just like stickers were yep. like boom stickers and stuff like that or for the raw or the puma mostly for the raw that's what they came out there's people that are coming with different types of accessories that you know if you can't afford to buy from sab and you but you still want to have some bling bling pretty cool it's out there it's available yep. for download so pretty cool Well, I think Uh, the difference, though, is that the SAB one will be made of, you know, aluminum, some type of metal. Yeah. And then usually it's red. I think most of the accessories for the RAW 420, um, they're supposed to be ionized red. Mm -hmm. So, but still, like, you can still make your own, right? In whatever color you want. If you want hot pink, you can make it hot pink. Mm -hmm. There you go, Cliff. Yep. You know I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hi. So last but not least, it is last on our list is Scorpion came out with a software update. Nice. Apparently, uh, they found some issues with some, uh, I don't want to say, the motor still ran with their ESCs. But depending on the type of metals or, you know, the type of material they used in, the, in some specific motors other than Scorpion, uh, they were having issues with uh, not being compatible, right? Or burning up ESCs or whatever the case may be. Um, so they came out with a software update to account for the difference in material use or design of, uh, of motors other than Scorpion motors, right? So uh, I guess they fixed the ESC to work across the board. I, I don't know how to take it. I know there were some discussions on other podcasts about it. I think at the end of the day, it's cool that we have the update so we could make the update happen and life goes on, right? Um, but they also said that they actually improved their uh, milliamps counter, you know, like where it's going to be more accurate, which I don't know how that's possible because it's pretty accurate now. So I don't know how much more they cleaned it up. I mean, now we might be within one milliamp where before we were within 50 milliamps. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool that they are, you know, they are cognizant of that their ESC has to be able to work with more than just Scorpion motors, right? That's kind of what the hobby, the pilots are demanding nowadays, right? Um, Which, being yeah. able to use it across the board. So, okay. yep. So, and then along with Scorpion, not heavily related, but uh, I, we saw that they're coming up with a new line of motors for airplanes. Yeah. Like 3D stuff, right? So, um, pretty cool. Sounds like Scorpion is staying busy as always. 
um, just uh, keep releasing new product um, and they're releasing software updates, which is what's needed for their you know ESCs, right? Generally speaking, to stay on top of of all others, right? The best that they can. So. Right. Gooch, Gooch, yeah. just to clarify, the the um, updates are only for the newly released ESCs that have the USB ports built in on them. Okay. So it's not, for the, it's not for the older ones that uses the um, the dongle. You're right. Mm-hmm. So. so you have to have the micro USB port on the side of your ESC in order to be able to do this update. Correct. So all your old stuff, just keep flying it because if you've been flying it for years now, yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really, I mean, I've run Scorpions with Xnova. I haven't had an issue, right? So. Yeah. It's hard to tell what they exactly change in them. To me, it sounds a little bit like auto timing. They messed around with the auto timing on it. Yeah, so this is nothing new. I mean, um, there were, I think, some issues back in the day with Contronic and, you know, those big KDE motors. You guys remember those? The 4540? Yeah. Oh, the, the big kahunas. The big kahunas, those big coffee cans. I, yeah. I remember um, they were also having, you know, similar issues. Um, and it did have to do with uh, auto timing. And I think what Contronic did is they had to add in a special mode where um, it, it locked it into a specific timing instead of doing auto time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there were specific motors that caused Contronic ESCs to kind of go crazy when, um, when used, you know, I don't know. It's, it's certain conditions with certain motors cause it to do some crazy stuff. And, and this is nothing new. This is probably very similar to what, you know, they experienced back in the day with, you know, certain motors. So um, just, they would just be glad that um, they're coming out with updates and saying, here, we fixed it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's about it. You guys have anything right. else? Uh, seems about it. You've done yeah, really I'm good. Excited. I'm glad to know that there's new stuff coming. So, you know. Yep. Yeah. And, and once again, it's, you know, um, I'm just happy to see more than one bullet on that list. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. uh, sometimes it's because we don't do our research. Sometimes it's because it's truly nothing new comes out. Um, mm-hmm. And to, to be honest, you know, um, I don't know. Did you guys talk much about the Nick Maxwell edition stuff? Because I feel like that's that's definitely interesting that they came out with that and people were buying them, you know, the new Nick Maxwell edition 700s, like in 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 the bundles. I think I think the Canadian Diego RC, uh, he he it showed like he bought like ten kits yeah, once. He, yeah, he bought a whole oh truckload of them. <laughs> yeah, like he's all like I think he's got like a twenty five hundred or thirty five hundred. Like his tailgate was full of kits. Mm-hmm. Wow. you know when they release so um it's pretty cool that they're coming out with that kind of stuff you know it's always nice to see yep i agree mm-hmm. very cool mm. you know what he was thinking what he was thinking i'm gonna go home to canada and i'm gonna be king everybody's gonna be coming to me <laughs> <for parts. laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be able to charge whatever he wants that's right mm-hmm. yeah so, apparently oh, this is changing the subject but apparently his kid is flying too Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Did he fly to Ohio? Did he come down? No, he didn't. Okay. It was just him. It was just Diego and um, gosh, why do he put me on the spot like that, Cliff? I'm old too. I mean, you were sick. It's okay. You were sick. 
Yeah. Um, no, he didn't bring the kids, but um, I, I did see that he got his kid a Gooski. Mm-hmm. Or goose guy, Gooski, Gucci, whatever. Gucci. Um, Gucci. Um, one of the little uh, mini helicopters to uh, to start flying. So, listen, the more kids, the better, right? Absolutely. So, we got to get them involved the best way we can. If they show that they want to do it, which, by the way, I'm making a note now. Next year at the Throwdown up in Ohio, we will have a junior class. I'm entering. And I also heard that somebody else's daughter might have gotten bit by the bug a little bit. Mm, yeah, Kevin maybe we'll see. Would. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, she's simmed exactly. Uh, let me count zero times since we've been <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Lord. Yep. So Roblox now, definitely trumps all. So, yep. So no pressure. You know, Maddie's gonna have uh, some competition next year. I mean, good. it was gonna give me a, a good excuse to buy a, you know, a 420, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so if you buy it, she will start flying. Yeah, you Build know, it and I, they will come. Yeah, I almost feel like that. Uh, I should get Ben or somebody to like buddy box her, so it's not Dad doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I can mm. I can tell you from experience that doesn't work well. At right, all. right. So I feel like if it's been, uh, you know, and, and they can just fly a seven hundred, whatever, you know, just throw that thing way up high so she can still mm-hmm. kind of see it, and um, and then we'll, you know talk her through it. But um, mm-hmm. I think that might be the better thing to do because let's be honest, like the sim is fun, you know, and 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 it's not really. It's not fun until you really get into helicopters and you realize the power that it possesses of helping you learn new stuff, you know? Um, because in the beginning, you just want to fly the real thing, like the heck with the sim, right? Mm-hmm. So I totally get at her age, like it would be a lot more fun to fly the real thing versus getting on a computer and playing a game, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe I just and it's gonna drag and it's gonna be day. Ben's helicopter, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't fly it, so why not, right? Right? Oh, he's he's so big. No, it's pretty cool. I hope that we could get the kids involved. Yeah, it'd be fun. I know. I know my son. He's getting. I'm probably gonna have to end up buying the silly logo trainer. But you know, if it helps him, what? You need to come out with your own line of micro and just call it the Gucci. The Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) The crack edition, and just take it around with you everywhere, and you know, because you know how you like to sprinkle that crack everywhere you go. Yeah. Just make sure it's white. It's like it's white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now I I think I think that uh, that if even if I get that logo trainer for my son, for example, I think that will be a hit. Even taking it with me to the flying field on Wednesdays or whenever I go, we do trainer nights. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a lot more. I want to pre- try that thing. That, it mm-hmm. looks neat. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan. Twenty twenty three, the year of the the trainer. So, we shall see. Yep, but that's all I got. Okay. Nothing more, nothing less. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into that topic. All right, so let's get into this topic. Uh, so recently, we all, except for Gooch, attended an amazing event. And uh, we're here to talk about it, do the recap, 
and we were at Heli Extravaganza at Triple Tree in Woodruff, South Carolina. And uh, let's just dive right in. Um, you know, we were all there. Of course, we were all at uh, different sides of the field a lot of times. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, give uh, a good review of what that event was like. And uh, whoever wants to jump right in, just do it. Anybody want to start it out? Cliff, since you were heading the event up, why don't you kind of give us some lead in to what you guys had to do to get this going for us? All right. So uh, bear with me because it's going to probably be kind of a lot boring for quite a few people. But uh, <laughs> okay. Maddie and I got there Wednesday at about 2.30. And Ray, Ray Lepper uh, from Random RC, Random Ray RC, what, what is the name of that? Let me see. He's here. Random Ray. That's all. I mean, he does the skid clamps. He's a skid clamp guy. Yeah, random, random RC, Ray. random right. He uh, he's the CD, so he's the one that got everything set up. Uh, he was there. Jay, Dan, and Leslie were there before I was. Um, Heli Man was actually there and had he was set up like canopies up up at the flight line, ready to go. I don't know when that all that happened, but it was before I got there. Uh, so anyhow, we pull in and we you know start getting the camper set up and uh, go up and I find Jay and find Ray and he's like, all right, well, we got to go get the tables. And I'm like, okay, good. It's 90 degrees and we're going to get tables. So you know, we jump in the truck and we, uh, I'm like, I, I don't know where we're going. Jay knew it was up at the, uh, at the hangar. So we go up there and uh, we had to get some, we had gotten some coolers and everything too and brought those down. So then we had to go back to get the tables. And when we got up there, I'm like, uh, where are the tables at? He's like, oh, they're in the hangar. Are we supposed to go in the hangar? I'm like, mm, you know, kind of checked around. And uh, anyhow, we the doors were unlocked. There's no alarm. Uh, they, they, they turned it off for us so we could get everything that we needed out of there. But we walk in the hangar, and we're just like, wow. I mean, the planes in there were, mm. It's there's just no words. Um, two steermen, uh, Piper Cub, there's a couple of huge radio control airplanes of some sort hanging up. I don't know what several of the other airplanes in there were, but it was just huge. So, of course, these tables, so we had to get like 15 tables. These tables are all the way back in the back corner, and they're on this little wobbly rolling cart thing. <laughs> and Jay and I are in there. We're the only ones in there. And uh, we're like, we have to get around all these airplanes and all this. They get a couple of old, uh, old cars and everything in there, too. Like, we have to finagle these things through this whole maze and get out without hurting anything. <laughs> um, so anyhow, we, uh, we managed to, to get through there and we took them down and started getting everything set up. And uh, it was it was hot, man. The the event was hot, but uh, we got the tables down there. Got all the uh, all those chairs that everybody saw the the rocking chairs that were all outside. All those had to get brought out, and then they had to get put back in at the end of it. Um, let me see what else did I write down here. Um, I, I did want to just kind of say thanks to all the volunteers um and to name a few of them i'm gonna name as many of them as i can remember uh awesome. ray for sure he was the cd uh, uh 
Ray does a fantastic job talking to the Triple Tree people, and he has the gift of gab. He can make them think that something is their idea and that it's a great idea, even though it's his idea completely. I don't know how he does it, but, mm-hmm. but um, it, it was great for him to be talking to the Triple Tree people. Uh, the rest of us, Dan, Leslie, Maddie, Rich, Scott Graham, Rodney, myself, and then we had a few that we actually just had to pick up while we were down there. Jeff, I don't know his last name. Uh, he comes to, he's been to Hell Extravaganza. I think that's the only event that I've seen him at. Jamie Burkholder and Mary Beth, that's uh, John Titus's wife. Um, they all helped out. And uh, then there were quite a few people on Saturday afternoon that got turned into volunteers because Leslie went crazy with the sales of tickets. And she made these big bundles up and she just started handing them to people saying, here, go sell these tickets. (laughs) Uh, I feel bad for a few people because I know uh, I know they were getting hit all from three or four different people. I'm like, here, just just buy one set. Just buy one set. And I, I know there were some people that bought three sets of tickets from three different people, at least, for sure. Oh, wow. Um, anyhow, that then I wanted to uh, say thanks to to our sponsors. We, we really could not have had the event without them. And this is in no certain order, um, but we really greatly appreciate everything from all of them. A-Main. BK Hobbies, Ego Drift, Futaba, Contronic, Mikado, Only Fine Helis, Progressive RC, Random RC, and Theta Servos. Uh, thank you guys. We would not have been able to have the event without your help. Yeah. Um, anyhow, after that, Thursday, Thursday came, you know, people started coming in, and it was just really neat to kind of set back it was busy but it was neat to be able to set back and see the campers were coming in people were starting to put up tents and put up canopies and just 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 getting there being ready just you know saying hi and uh you know helicopters going up in the air it was it was just a lot of fun to, to watch that so which, anyhow, which mind that you was, with these tents being put up along the flight line there was power all along the flight line behind the canopy area, right? So there was never a need for generators to be run because the place is powered the entire time. Right. Yeah, they the triple tree people come out and they have this huge bunch of gang boxes that they put out all the way up the flight line just so everybody can not have to run a generator. Right. Um and the again I know a couple of podcasts have already talked about it, but the bathrooms, um, yeah. the facilities there. You just you walk in and you just can't help yourself. But you're like, this is this is probably cleaner than my bathroom at home. Yep. Um, hair dryers hanging up on the wall. Now, obviously, I didn't need that, but <laughs> you know they're there. Apparently, some people need those things. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, you go ahead and, and go go from there because then mine yeah. started turning into even more work. And uh, yeah, I'll go over the slide and auto contest. I've got all the contestants and results and all that kind of neat stuff. Hey, let's, Cliff. Let's cover uh, definitely how many people attended this event, like actual registered pilots. We had 100 registered pilots. So, so dead even uh, 100. 
Nice. Dead even 100. Now, one of them was the youngest one. I believe it was uh, 14 months old, I think. It was, <laughs> nice. uh, and he was throwing uh, Scott down. Graham's kid. He was throwing down. Yeah. No. <laughs> we had, yeah, 100 pilots. We had 63 campers. Um, 63? You know, yeah, 63 campers set up, uh, you know, plugged into pedestals. Wow. I did not know it was that many. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Well, very cool. Well, I was one of the ones that showed up Thursday and I pulled in. Oh, I don't even know what time it was. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe eight o'clock somewhere. I, I, it, you know, whatever it was, but I, I pulled in Thursday cause I, uh, I took Friday off, but, uh, uh, Pretty cool. Um, Andy Ross actually knew that I was going to be traveling uh, just through talking back and forth and whatever. And and so uh, all of a sudden I get this message. He's like, hey, if you're on the road, give me a call. And uh, so I did. And um, I, I was actually traveling uh, traveling alone at the time. And and yeah, old Andy, he talked me all the way to the event, man. It was amazing. Like he, God, uh, you had to talk yeah. to him the whole way. I know. I know. It was, oh, it was torture. God. Yeah. I was going to be nice <laughs> about it, but now that you bring it up. Um, yeah, I mean, he was all like, do you have your Rolos? Do you have your Brock's candy? Do you have your Lay's stacked potato chips? And I was like, no, I I don't know. Stop it. So, um, yeah, no, I ended up stopping in and get some food from one place at Chester's Chicken. You guys ever had that? No. Yeah, don't. It's a waste of time. Don't. Nah. Okay. No need. No need. It was, it was freaking garbage. But, uh, it was food and it helped me get back down the road but uh yeah so he it was cool to have andy uh you know get me there and um and of course he was giving me shit about my gps he was like is apple taking you the right way because you know last time and i was like you're right (laughs) (laughs) but it actually did it was i mean i i think there might have been one moment where i was like am i going the right way i have no idea i think i am and that's why i think he started making his jokes but uh but yeah, it was it was cool to uh, at least have somebody because Ben and Josh, his roommate, uh, who they most people know as Tank, um, we call him Doc, but um, they had rented their own camper, and of course uh, Chris Barnes Cholo, he drove up from Florida, and those guys were actually at the event before I got there, and uh, they of course you know um, Ben is a um, he holds the certification, uh, you know, the qualifications to help me set up the camper. So uh, Ben got to uh, to help me with that. Thank you, Ben. Um, and uh, that's when I discovered that at RCHO we were not out of propane, Tom. Uh, <laughs> that it was in fact that the water heater was not working, and this was, of course, we're on shore power, right? So. It's it's almost like RCHO all over again. Now I'm like Googling, I'm YouTubing, trying to figure out what's going on with my water heater. And all along, I'm thinking to myself, the family's coming tomorrow afternoon and I have no hot water, which means that the kids, you know, are going to have to take, you know, showers or whatever at the bathhouse, which is not a big deal, but it's kind of one of those things like you bought the camper, you want to use your own shower, right? It but, is. Um, but that was not possible. 
Um, I think so at one point in time, I think they all showered over there and then came back. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't horrible because they showed up Friday night. You know, they, they hung out Saturday and then they went home Sunday morning. And, um, and, it, and it was sort of a different experience for me. Um, not to dive too deep, but, but just to kind of tell it like it is. Um, so it was fun to have them there just to have them there to, to be with me, you know, but at the same time, there was a huge divide, I guess, of, of time on my part, right? Because I was trying to do everything I can to support BK Hobbies, my sponsor, and, you know, be out there representing the brand. Uh, but then I had the family there as well, right? So you're always kind of, you know, wondering, you know, am I spending too much time with one person and not devoting to the other, you know? And I guess part of that was because my oldest had a cough and, and she had some sinus stuff going on. So she was already not feeling great. Um, and my youngest, she just wanted no part. She was like, nope, I'm good. I'm going to stay right in here where it's air conditioned and I'm going to play the iPad all weekend. And that's what she did. So my wife, unfortunately, she wasn't able to even kind of, you know, come and hang out because Allie just wanted to stay in the camper. She didn't even want to come out. And um, not to uh, ruin next year's attendance, <laughs> but I'm, I, I have to be open and honest that it was hot. It was, it was hot, hot. There, you know, it was. But here's the thing, though. I mean, and to recap that, I mean, normally Triple Tree or Hex. Uh, Hell Extravaganza is at the end of September, if not in October. Mm -hmm. And really and truly, that does make a huge difference. Believe mm -hmm. it or not, the one month makes a big difference. It does. So it wasn't miserable at night, but during the day, it was just really steamy, you know? So, Tima and Chloe went back and played in the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Tima, actually, she went for a swim in the river, too, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah both her, of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, so yeah, it was kind of weird. I mean, in, in my wife, uh, we had a talk about it, and she was like, yeah, I'm not so sure we're going to do this again, because she says, I could, I, I could see that you were very torn of, you know, where you needed to be, and, and, um, and she said, so, it, it was, it was, a nice test, she says, but I think we're good. <laughs> so she wasn't upset by it, you know, whatever, but it was just, it was just kind of awkward because she wanted to come to the flight line and hang out, but the kids just didn't want any part of it. They just wanted to, to sit in the camper. Now, that being said, my oldest, she did come out one of the evenings to hang out and watch people fly. She got to watch me crash, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and when she saw Maddie fly, that's when she was like, Daddy, I think I want to do this. I was like, really? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity to buy, you know, the SAB 420, the new one. But I know, I know what that's like, too. And I said, all right. I said, I'd make you a deal. If you go home and you practice on the sim and show me that you can at least hover. I was like, we will talk. I said, I'll buy your own helicopter. Whatever. You know? And uh, nice. so... um She's not been on the sim once. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's that. But you uh, can't force that either. Believe me, I, no. I tried forcing it with Madison and that didn't work. The 
now you're in a little bit different situation you know i'm divorced and i've got madison pretty much all the time so she was coming to the field with me so i think she just finally got tired of sitting there not doing anything and that's why she started flying mm-hmm. it could be well i think really and truly i think the next time what i might do even if i have friends stay with me in the camper um is I, I might just have her, you know, my oldest come with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that way, because she's older, right? I mean, she's going to be 11 next month. And so I, I think maybe she would have a good time. And she's at that age where she can run around and have a good time and, and not have to be constantly in my view site. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. she's old enough now. She knows. And, and maybe, maybe that'll kind of get her going, you know, cause I know she would have had a great time. And let me tell you something. I mean, just hats off to Maddie. Um, when Dan Murnane was doing his pond flight, which we'll talk about here soon. Uh, but I told her, I said, Hey, why don't you hang back here just to be safe? You know, and I trust, I fully trust Dan. Uh, but just, just to set that precedence that safety is important. I said, Hey, why don't you hang back here? I'm going to spotlight for Dan and, um, and to Maddie's credit, she stood right there, not right beside Casey, but you know, about six or seven feet away. And she stood right there. Just, I think she was just making sure that, that Casey wasn't alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She, she likes to kind of be that, I don't know what you want to call it. The kind of just the overseer to just mm -hmm. kind of watch. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it warmed my heart. I was, I was very happy to see that. And I appreciate Maddie doing that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when she saw Maddie fly, though, she, that's, she, she definitely was like, you know, I might want to do this, you know. So, um, so she had a good time hanging out at night. But she's at that age, too, where, like, having a set bedtime just infuriates her. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. the, the, the fact that she got to stay up with Dad, you know, she was super stoked, you know. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, before they got there though, of course, you know, it was Friday. Uh, I had the day to myself and I knew that that was going to be my day to fly. Right. And one of the things that I did was, was it that day? It might've been Saturday that we did it, but doesn't matter. Um, so I, I ended up having my, my Puma 12S uh, neutered. I <laughs> Cholo brought up that thousand kV motor that everybody's talking about, and the forty thirty uh, one thousand kV from X Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we ended up putting that into the twelve S Puma, and so I was running it on seven S, and I think I got myself caught in that moment of knowing how it felt on 12s and so when i brought it back to 7s i was like ugh this just doesn't <laughs> this doesn't feel right <laughs> you know but i was also basing it on the fact that i flew Kyle's on 6s and i was like dude it was a rocket ship so why is mine not a rocket ship you know so i think i have more work to do on it as far as tuning is concerned um <sighs> But it, it, I definitely was, I, I was ham-fisting the shit out of it. I mean, let's just be perfectly honest. And I, I, it just wasn't giving me the same 
you know, response to the 12S is naturally. And, and for some reason at first, right out the gate, I was like, I don't know if I like this. So, um, I'm still convinced that 8S is the way to go. Uh, but I, I need to put some time in on that 7S, but, uh, but it was cool, you know, to, to try it out at least. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to try all avenues of different motors and combinations to, to find out which one I really want to stick with. And right now it's still 8S. Uh, I think 8S is the way to go. I'm going to have to let you try mine to see what you think. Mine's a 6. My Puma's a 6. And uh, I just want to see what you think of it. I, I like it. Um, is yours a 1,000 kV motor? No, no. Mine's the... Uh, 1120? That's 11, yeah. Uh-huh. And... Uh, but my, you know, my highest head speed on it, too, is probably only 1850. See... I tried mine on the 1120 with 7S, I think. I think I did that. And because I didn't have 6S packs laying around. Uh, and I didn't, I, I noticed that it was pulling a lot of amps. But again, mm-hmm. it depends on how you fly, right? Um, so, but even with somebody like Todd, you know, Todd Dudek, who's pulling, mm-hmm. you know, higher amps, and we all know he runs lower head speed and, you know, whatever, but, um, I noticed that I was pulling some pretty high amps too. Uh, and that's whenever I had taken the trip to Florida and I flew Kyle's Puma the four, with the 40, 30,000 KV. And it was like night and day. It was unbelievable how well it moved. And so I'm actually taking a trip, uh, in a couple weekends to Florida. I might actually take that with me and have Kyle go through some of the settings and see if there's something that jumps out at him that, you know, for him to say, okay, this is, you need to change this, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and see if we can't get that thing to pep up a bit because I know it'll do it. And I know that it's, you know, being one pack like that, it makes it super light. And I didn't pull a ton of amps on his being 6S. So I, I feel like it's, a, I feel like it's tuning something I'm not doing right. And so I, I need him to check it out, but, uh, but yeah, it was interesting to do that. Um, up until that point, I, I was flying nitro the whole time. Of course, until was it Friday night, I guess that I crashed. Was it Friday night or Saturday night that I crashed? I think that was nitro? Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Saturday night then. And, uh, but, uh, man, I was loving that until it went in, but, um, so night flying, uh, Friday night. Did we see any cool night flying on Friday night? There was a lot of good night flying. Was there Friday and Friday and Saturday night? So what? Who do we see on Friday night? But I think all the good stuff was happening at like uh, late, late. <laughs> yeah, way late. Yeah. Like past past years in my bedtime kevin yeah i was already they didn't let sure. me go to bed until two o'clock on friday and two thirty on saturday what okay yeah cliff you need to clarify that it's not that they didn't let you it's you didn't let you mm-hmm. no, no, no 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 it was the bartender no. i heard exactly it was the yeah. bartender it was the bartender and her boyfriend they had it all planned out the, the day before they were going to make sure nobody let me go away to go to bed. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and they succeeded. They they did. They did. And Made a you, long drive home on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. So Tom, when when did you pull in? I got in right around golden hour Thursday night. Okay, so you also Thursday night, gotcha. Yeah, sun was just setting Thursday night when I pulled in. Nice. Yeah. And so um and I I don't know, there was there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um I think everybody was huddled around Cliff's camper because he was cooking. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I'd eaten my nasty Chester's chicken and and I was actually full, but Cliff made me eat more. And then I felt I sick. did not make you eat more. You did. Bye. You said you said I wasn't asking you're eating. I remember it vividly. You, you, yeah. You're right. And I did have to make your special because you couldn't have any cheese in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So you had a steak and cheese with no cheese. Yeah, yeah, I did. That right. It, right. It looked good. Whatever you were making, it looked good and it smelled good. But um, I had already had dinner with my family before I left. So we did a quick dinner. Um, in fact, I even brought like an extra pizza with me. Yeah. Uh, just in case. Um, but yeah, after that, and we got in, I just, you know, saying hi to everybody walking around, just seeing who's there. Um, I don't think there was a whole lot of flying going on at that point. Right. But, um, yeah, it was just getting to meet people again. Yeah. Seeing, seeing who's all there, saying hi, um, just catching up, what you've been up to. Um, but I think that was about it uh, for Thursday hey, night. And it was. I had just, some golf cart rides on Thursday night. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, once the sun went down and it got completely dark. Well, let's, let's tell um, you what, let's, let's hold that thought for just a moment. <laughs> Here's what I want to do real quick, um, uh, because Marcus is going to have to bounce out here soon. But uh, why don't we get Marcus's take on Heli Extravaganza? Because you showed up on Saturday morning, right, Marcus? Correct. Yeah. So tell us your experience. Now, of course, you you are no no um, newbie to to a Heli Extravaganza. You're a veteran to Heli Extravaganza. So, um, what did you think of it uh, this year in comparison to other years? Uh, it's definitely the biggest that they've had out there. Yeah. I think average wise, they've usually had about like 50, 60 pilots. Um, so to have a hundred, I mean, that's almost double what they usually have. Right. Right. So I think yeah. in that aspect, when I pulled in, just pulling in and seeing all the tents, I was like, there's a lot of people here. So, um, that was, that was definitely good to see. Yeah. So, what was some of the memorable flights for you? Because obviously, Nick Maxwell was there too, right? Yeah, Nick yeah. and uh, Bert, and um, a lot of a lot of good flying going on. And I guess the best part for me is just seeing people flying, and also uh, just running into people I haven't seen in probably almost twenty years. Oh wow! So, Who was that? Uh, Kevin Ellison. Um, his nickname was Doogie, and his dad. We used to fly back in the day in the early two thousands, and uh, Sean and uh, Mike Demita. I, have, I haven't seen him in probably since two thousand and four or five. Oh wow! Um, he was the one with the uh, the big scale helicopter. Like, oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, 
seeing them, I was like, man, I mean, just a couple other people here and there. It was actually pretty neat to see. Like, I've literally probably haven't seen them in over 15 years. Gotcha. So, yeah. Good to see them getting back into it. Right, right. So, what were you flying mostly there? Mostly, I think I only flew twice. So, twice? Okay. Um, I flew the Nimbus and then I flew the, uh, the Nitro Protos. Okay. You didn't so, fly your electric 700s then? I don't think. No, I didn't. I thought maybe you did, but maybe I'm wrong. So the Nimbus, what do you think of that? I enjoy it. It's it's fun to play around with, especially if you don't have a big field to fly at. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's you run set up. I have success. So, I mean, with the the motor it has, I mean, it runs good. And, I mean, it flies like a bigger helicopter. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Yeah. Now you you said you did walk up and down the flight line. Um, is there anybody that you talked to going up and down other than the folks you'd mentioned already? Uh, saw Jason Jason Bell. I know he's he's moved to Charlotte. Hey, and, he has uh, moved already. Yes, oh, he wow. said he's been there for a couple of weeks. So oh wow, crazy! I think he's he's settling in, and uh, Frank Columbia and a couple other guys. So Bert. So, yeah, it was good. Bert and Susie, it was good to see them too. Right. Yeah, I actually did not see Jason Bell at all. I knew he was there, but um, you know, again, we, I, I, I would, I walked around a little bit, but I didn't go down to that end very often. So it wasn't uh, <laughs> often that I was there. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So Frank. Uh, Mordeos was there. Old Les Doritos. They got his name badge wrong. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. He was quite upset by it. He was like, what is this Mordoritos crap? He goes, everybody knows it's Les Doritos. <laughs> the name badges were cool, man. Being able they to were. Yeah. that yeah. Have a name tag. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the, the event has, I mean, huge potential with the, uh, the facilities. Sure. So... I just think if uh get some more promotions and I mean I didn't know Nick was coming, but I think if more people knew the big names were coming, I think more people would have made the trip out. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why you gotta commit, Marcus, so we can say Marcus Kim exactly. is gonna we be. We didn't there. know Marcus was coming. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, right, a long Tom. drive. It's a long <laughs> drive. A whole hour and fifteen minutes. That's right. Oh my goodness! He's he, you're right, Tom. He's like a little ninja. He comes in and out. I'm telling you, he does that every every event that I see uh, that I saw him at. You know, it's just out of the blue, like right in the smack middle of the event. He just pops right. up. He and pops he's just up. There. He yep. Ten o'clock. He comes down. He throws bangs out two freaking amazing flights. Yep. And then, like as I'm wiping my hands from lunch, he's like, "All right, I gotta go." And I'm like, "What?" Yep. Yep. I actually stayed till I think like six or. Yeah, like a little after six. Yeah. So. So but we what, thought the big storm was coming too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, was there? Uh, so they've got a lot of new team pilots and stuff. Did you get to meet any new uh, heli direct team pilots and stuff like that this time around? I don't think I met any new ones. Just um, people I've seen, like Lamont and the guys. So. Okay. Yeah, because he's new to the team as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's is he. Yeah, he just just got on the team a couple Cong- months ago. Yeah, congrats, okay. Lamont. Yeah. 
congrats. <laughs> so yeah. but it's always good to see everybody, you know, having fun. Yeah. Very cool. Is uh is Britain on the team too? Uh, I think yeah, he I, be- is. I believe he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's relatively new too, I think. Well, yeah. Marcus, you should know these things. I mean, you guys got your names on your jerseys, too. I, I mean, I feel gypped. <laughs> Bert needs to get it together. That's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. Well, anything else you want to add? No, I think um, just everybody should put it on the calendar to come out. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, honestly, I don't know a better facility than there. Right. I agree. Yep. All right. Well, next year, Marcus will be there. And yeah, here. we're going we're gonna to hold him hostage, and we're going to make him fly under the lights. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Perfect. All right. We <laughs> well, got Marcus, it on recording. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll catch him at episode 140 when he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's right. you know, but... Uh, well, cool, man. Well, I'm sorry you have to go, but I do understand. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see you in another 80 episodes. All right. Hopefully sooner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be like 60 years old. Right. Yeah. yeah. Remember the time the Mars yeah. came I'm back? almost already 60 years old. Yeah, well, then you don't count. <laughs> Cliff will be dead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yep, we just went there, Cliff. <laughs> Might as well. Man. You know, we're not going to be in his will. Marcus, it was nice knowing you. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> tough crowd. <laughs> they will pre-record you or something. There we go. <laughs> oh my God, he'll live on. We'll have hey for like you know another 150 episodes. That's right. So nope. Perfect. It was awesome. Thank you, uh, Marcus, yeah. for coming on. Thank you, buddy. Right, I appreciate you guys. All right, we'll yep. Marcus. Marcus, yes. I know you tend to fly last minute, and it's okay if it is. Just message me. Maybe I'll make the drive. You never know. Okay. All right. All right. All right Sounds buddy. like a plan. I gotta find a field though. But. Well, we do. We have the sod farm for twenty five dollars a year. You don't know about that? I heard about it, but I don't. Yeah, we need to go out there. Yeah, so. I mean Matthew has the hookup. Like we, he he's our in. So, okay. but yeah, I mean yeah, we'll, basically all they're doing is charging twenty five dollars a year now. It's insane. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So, cool. We'll make it out there today. Sounds good, buddy. I, I'll hope right. to see you soon. Sounds good. I hope to see you before Cliff dies. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, make an announcement next time when you're about to show up to uh, one of the events so that everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. I'll, te- I'll text Kevin. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. We'll put it on the flyer. <laughs> That'll work. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Bye, Marcus. We'll see you. We'll see you. All, right. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm standing for Marcus. You're going to stand right? in for Marcus. You just pretend yep. like you're on the Heli Direct team. And, you're and gonna, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll even one up, you know, I'll do it better. I'll mute myself. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. Don't, don't eat your bag of potato chips or mess with your Align helicopter. Oh, Lord. Those red yeah. gears, man, get me every time. Changing tail gears. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, Tom, uh, you got there Thursday, Friday. What happened Friday? Anything? Um, you know, 
know what? It's like one big blur. It it, it really is. It I can tell you. Listen, do you, want me to, do you want me to get in here? Because I can make this happen, right? I mean, Gooch I watched saw, all the videos. He knows. All the videos, right? So, who the hell was joyriding through the forest in a four-wheeler in the, during nighttime? That was that looked like fun. What was that, that all about? I, that ha- that none happened of us. quite a bit. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, there was, apparently there was multiple times I just saw one video. I'm like, that, that looked like fun. So, I didn't even know there's a river by. Yeah, so technically, the one video is the only time that it officially happened. Okay, officially, and was, and allegedly, was, and that was with Jimmy's side by side or his, uh, yeah, his um, what was what's what's that it called? Mule or something? I mean, yeah, I was gonna say mule, dude. Mule that thing gator. was. I, I hope he doesn't take offense to this, but that thing was a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was awesome. Didn't uh, holy cow! I mean, it vibrated and it was like. Bah! I mean, it was just like, I was like, man, this thing's going to blow up. So what's funny is uh, Cholo wanted me to, I think it was Cholo, wanted me to go out to the flight line and, and, and fly with him. And it was, a, it was late afternoon. And actually, I'm sorry, it was late evening because uh, by the time I got back, it was almost dark. And um, so Jay comes flying up in this side-by-side. And he's like, Kevin, man, jump in, let's go. And I'm thinking... I don't know about this, but I hopped in and all of a sudden he's like full bore metal. I mean, pedal to the metal tit to the mat. And we're flying through these fields of, you know, <laughs> of uh, triple tree. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, I hope he's taking this path before because like, I feel like I'm one step from flying out of this thing. You know what I mean? Like I was borderline, almost kind of nervous and scared. I'm not going to lie. Sorry, Jay. But I was like, has he been drinking? You know, like, is this safe? Because we were hauling ass. All right. Wait, wait. You had to the answer is yes questions? and no. Exactly. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is thinking about that stuff after he's already in. Yeah. No, I was. Now, he's like, hmm, do we have a GPS for yeah. this one? Like, I'm, what is going on here? I'm thinking, is my insurance paid up? You know, I mean, it's, yeah. So, but anyway, he's, he's like hell bent on showing me this, this trail, right? So we're flying through the like the backside of the triple tree where it kind of like you basically cross over where you guys did your autos uh, contest or whatever. And he gets on the path. And then as soon as you get by the pond there, you kind of cut back left and then go around the pond and then up to the back of the pond. There's like this this trail. And I'm assuming it's like a walking trail. Right. And he's showing me all these little statues and stuff that are back there and whatever. And. I mean, literally like floored it. He's like hauling ass. And, and the entire time I'm thinking like, I hope I don't die. Cause this would really suck. It'd be a poor excuse to die. And, we uh, would never find you back there. We would never be found again. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know how many miles it was. I mean, but as fast as we were going, it had to be a decent amount. I mean, what, like two, three miles or so. Uh, yeah, I was going to say three or four. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. ways back. Here. It's going to be up. Yeah. It's going to be up more than that. It's, yeah. Uh, because we were hauling ass. I mean, no, no toys. So, obviously, Jay had done it a few times at this point, so he kind of was familiar, but I did not know that. Oh, yeah. He's but, done it a few times. Yeah. So, he's <laughs> flying through this trail, you know. And all I could think about was, and this, this side-by-side is so freaking noisy, like, you can't talk to each other. So, that's what made it even more chilling, was I was just like, where is he taking me? Like, I don't know where we're going. He's taking me off into deliverance. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. 
And, but I remember at one point thinking to myself like, holy crap, I should have brought my bike, you know, mm-hmm. because it was like the perfect trail for, you know, just getting a good ride in. Like it had, mm-hmm. you know, hills and stuff and whatever. And, uh, so anybody who rides mountain bikes, I strongly encourage you to take your bike next time because this trail is pretty awesome. And, mm-hmm. and it is, it's like, like they say, like three, four miles, something like that. And, uh, it would be an awesome ride. I, I was, <laughs> I was kind of upset that I didn't bring my bike. We had discussed it, uh, me and Cholo, but we decided to, to go against that. So I was like, shoot, I wish I'd have done that. Just but, the uh, paved road from the top to where we were is a, a little ways. That's probably, yeah. I don't know, close to a mile or so. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. probably a couple miles from like where we were to the entrance and right. back. Yeah. I think in one way, it's like two miles. Oh, wow. So that's pretty it good. Was. Because you go around, you go around the backside of the pond completely mm-hmm. around where it's all dirt road. And then once the rave is, or once the road is paved, that's probably another half mile. So maybe a mile and a half one way from one end to the other, not yeah. including the trails. It was, it was cool um, though. I, I, I'm glad he took me there. Um, I had no idea that that even existed. And uh, yeah, so all those uh, boys that, you know, ride bikes in Charlotte, you need to, you need to bring them with you next time because uh, it would be fun to, to group ride that or something, you know, so. Yeah, Jay and I got lost back there. <laughs> so, so he took me, he took me Thursday night. And just, just the same, you know, we, we, I mean, there was no flying. So we cut across the entire runway. We didn't right. go around the pond. And so we just cut straight across and he was like, check out this, check out this trail. And we're going through and we're just hauling ass through these trails. Right. And, um, we're just having a good old time. All right. All right. You know, this is cool. We're having fun. Um, he was like, well, do I go left or right? And I was like, dude, I don't know. You're the one that's taking me. You know, and um, <laughs> he just he just starts turning. He just starts randomly turning, you know, whatever intersection that he finds. And um, it got to a point where I started seeing lights of like people's houses. Like we were in people's like backyard and I was like, dude, we're about to get shot. <laughs> I was like, Jay, we need to get out of here, bro. This, this we're, it's late. You know, we're in like. You know, we're middle of nowhere in the trails and I'm seeing people's houses, you know, lights of people's houses. We're about to get shot. We need to roll. And he's like, oh man, don't worry about it. Don't worry. So he's had plenty of um, trail experience. So by the time he t- he's taken you and everybody else, you know, Friday and Saturday, um, he, yeah, he knew exactly where he was going. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if you popped out right next to my house, like, what are you guys doing up here? <laughs> Jay? Tom, you're supposed to be in South Carolina, dude. Yeah, that's that's, that's good to know, though. Like that, there's that kind of you know trails back there. Yeah, you know, I think we were. I think we were pretty close to Georgia by the time we got to. <laughs> <laughs> Tom was like, "There's my house." Yeah. Uh, no, like if next time I'm definitely bringing my my bike. It'll be cool. Yeah. To do a yeah. group ride. Mm-hmm. It was cool. So, uh, so yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, you know, all of a sudden he just sort of kidnapped me and, and drug me into the woods. And I thought, how well do I know Jay? You know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty well. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Your daughter was with you. 
Well, yeah. I guess she wasn't there yet. Uh, no. So, matter of fact, um, that was part of the the saga as well. Is I'm looking at my watch, going like, I I know my wife's like really close because this was actually Friday <laughs> evening that he did this. Because so you know, so they were about to show up. Literally, as we pop out on the trail, I see my wife coming down the drive, and I was like, Oh, I'm like, dude, that's them. He says, like, All right, we'll catch them. And uh, and so I mean, he's just got this thing freaking matted, you know. <laughs> And so while they're going around the backside of the pond, like coming up to the pavilion of where triple, you know, where we're holding the event, he's like cutting through the woods, you know, throw through the grass and whatever. And, you know, these two dudes, you know, barreling through on this side by side. And, uh, and of course I, I, you know, my daughters get out and they're just like, I want to do it, daddy. And I'm thinking like, oh man, I'm like, boy. You know, I, at this point, like I said, I don't know how many Jay had had to drink. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is a good idea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she was like, man, I want to do it. I want to do it. But, uh, yeah, it was funny. But it was a good time. It was cool. Bring your bikes. So, Friday, uh, like I say, for me, it was a, it was a lot of flying for me. Um, because, like I say, the family was showing up that evening. Um, but really just kind of hung out at the BK tent, uh, with Manny and Cholo and, uh, Ben and Josh, um, Bert and of course John, Susie. And John Elrod. John Elrod, yes. And Jamie. Jamie Burkholder. Uh, he was, um, I don't know that he really hung out underneath the tent though. I think he kind of had his own little deal a few tents down. Um, but Cholo. Friday. What's that? Uh, I was just, Friday. I got Rodney and I went over and painted the sliding auto course. Yeah. So we, okay. we got all that painted up and everything. And then, you know, Saturday we were having the event. We had to go up to the uh, back up to the hangar to get more tables and the grills. And Jay and I were coming back down and they have the guy, you know, everybody's been talking about that big tractor with the big real lawnmower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's out mowing what we just painted the day before i'm like no so i had to race back over there after we got the grills all set up race back over there real quick before the contest and repaint the course all over again because he mowed it all down oh wow nice <laughs> yeah i do remember seeing you guys out there you're yeah and stuff but uh uh let's see so what else we got um so, Devin and his dad showed up. It was actually their first time at Triple Tree. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly certain that Devin flew everyone else's helicopters more than his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's because um, he destroyed his. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably, Demolished it. Yeah. Probably a bent swash, right, Bill? Um, he's going to be so <laughs> mad at me. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about those are indestructible. Oh, he's metallurgy. Love you, Bill. Mm. Uh, let's see what else we got on here. Um, I, you know, the funny thing is, is this time around, I didn't see too many of Nick's flights, but there was one that I saw that it was just angry. Did you guys happen to see him fly? Yeah, sometimes. The, I mean, the thing is, every one of his flights were like that. Like, I mean, it was aggressive, fast, and just, like, super tight. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, when he flew for Diablo, like, it was a lot of big open air stuff, but since he joined up with Excel, like, dude, it, it's just gotten straight pissed, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was, yeah, it's always wild. But so <laughs> I saw him flying, and most people would probably be like, I'm going to wait. I didn't. I just flew. I was like, whatever. If he hits me, he hits me. I don't care. And, um, but yeah, I do remember, I mean, just hearing that thing going off to the left of me. I think I was thinking to myself like, good Lord, that's an angry flight. <laughs> yeah. He's so, got that thing wound up. He does. He does. So. Inverted pirouetting head in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. all saw that or not. Wow. That was just. Yeah. And that's there. triple tree grass. Yes. Right. Which is that, already low. Yeah. That's not urcha grass, but this mm. is like like putting green grass it's it's very very low mm-hmm. yeah green dirt green fuzzy dirt yeah no, <laughs> that's that's that short yeah. right right so um yeah i don't have much too much to add uh because like i said i i, I kind of made it my job to uh to get all my flying in on friday because i knew with the family being there that my time would be divided and um, uh, I don't really remember too much uh, what was going on. I do know that Tom uh, decided to communicate with China with this 580 Nitro. I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. China. China. It, it, it. Yeah. I mean, I was having a good flight. It was flying good. And um, it was... Uh, so, so at Triple Tree, there, there's like this, these bands when you're looking out you got if you're flying on the deck there's a really dark band and it's the back of or the backing is basically you're looking at a band of all these trees and tree trunks so it's really dark in this band and right above that is where all the green is where you know the rest of the tree is and then above that is like clear blue skies but it's like three levels and depending where you're at you know but this particular band that i was in where it was really low it was really dark i don't know if i'm getting older and my eyesight's getting bad <laughs> but i was just in like this weird area where it looked dark to me and um you know at that point i was just like well it's a 50 50 it's you know one way or the other but uh apparently i i, I zigged instead of zagging and it costed me so mm. it went in full tilt man freaking wide open yeah and and i i certain i was certain that all right this is going to be a recut um because even dan was saying when i when i was walking back with you i was like yeah i could tell you were surprised by that because uh you didn't hit throttle hold until it uh <laughs> hit the dirt and went right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it wasn't too bad at all i was very surprised so you know it was a boom um some blades and uh the rear skids and um yeah, you know, I guess technically I could have changed the swash out, but I just bent it back and sent it. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. So Tom didn't know it, but I was over there snapping pictures uh, of him walking out there to get his wreckage, and I was doing my best to keep Gooch up to speed, and and I immediately sent Gooch. Uh, we have this group text between me, Tom, and and Gooch, and uh, I sent him the pictures of Tom going out there, you know, picking up his wreckage. <laughs> Taking pictures of uh, the walk of shame in the heavy community. Love oh, it, man. Yeah, taking pictures of my ass. 
<laughs> well, at that point, it was about the only thing that was half decent looking, right? Mm, okay. Ouch. Mm. Dude, I, I tell you what, like watching, you know, seeing the videos that you said or you posted, Steve Yoon, you know, uh, pictures, that that kept me even though I was in there. It was awesome to watch. And I, I watched even some of your flights, Kevin. I was like, holy smokes. Like that raw 700 Nitro was freaking ripping, you know. <laughs> Uh, the 580 Nitro, or, you know, Tom's, it was freaking ripping. Um, let's see, who else did I see? I saw Dan Murnane. He was killing it. Yeah. You want to um, talk about the pond flight real quick? Yeah. Let's do you, that. You definitely saw the video. Yeah. Yep. And so, it was, dude, oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah. many good flights. Yeah. Dan's a robot. He, um... He was doing his little flippy-doos as he does, you know, and I mean, and just coming within millimeters of the water and even the tail, too, and stuff. And uh, did he touch the water this time? I he think did. he did. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. Yep, he did. A couple yeah. times. He usually does. Um, that, yeah, he actually did a couple pulls. So, the ones that you guys, the one that you may not have caught, um, he did a, you know, he's got a, a, a V2 that's set up for like low head speed, right? Single pack. Oh really? Yeah. So he he basically made a puma out of one of his specters. Okay. V two. So he put a um, I think an eight hundred something kV eleven hundred or uh, forty twenty five. He's running a six or seven s pack, just a single pack, and he flies it like at I don't know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred ish. You know. Okay. Um, but he took that, and you know, on the backside there's a little r- river and a bridge. Yes. And a okay. little island there. So he did a really nice pull in between the island and the backside. And I think Leslie might have caught a video of it. I'm not yeah. sure. I know she's got some, she posted some uh, pictures of it. But that was a, a really cool flight to see because of the backdrop and just how it was flying. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that, that was really cool. Basically, it was really close to where you put your, uh, your, uh, yeah, which one dirt. was it? In, in, in the, well, it wasn't in the dirt, it was in the mud. He, like, yeah. oh, gave, dirt it, he gave it a mud, yeah, he gave it a mud bath. Oh, I did. But it was right in that area. So there was a lot of good flying there. I mean, there were a night. couple of pond pools back there. Devin oh, had yeah. one, Shaggy had one. Yeah. Daniel Prison, he went swimming. Oh, he yeah. did. That was, that was Sunday. That was awesome. That was so fun. He went swimming. <laughs> he went swimming for a while, too. He was going back and forth trying to find it. It's like, Alex, I know how to fucking walk. (laughs) Helmet. Uh, 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 And we definitely can't miss uh, Jermaine's submarine. Oh, Oh, dude. That That thing, it was just like he went full negative, went bloop. When he hit that water, it did not sound like he hit water. I thought he ran that thing into concrete or something. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I saw the still picture. I was like, damn, like that thing hit. Yeah. You know, like no joke. It hit, it, it, you know, it went underwater right at that yeah. point. It hit yeah. so hard. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, so Tom... Didn't you do a night pull uh, with your 580 Nitro before you crashed it? Yeah, I think that was... Uh, Who was with us? Was it Manny and Bert? It was, it was. I was trying to get yeah. Bert and Manny to fly it. Um, they, were, so, they were 
they were uh, really hopped up about the 580 nitro and and Manny was has been talking about his 55 and i said all right you guys need to try the 60 yeah <laughs> yeah and they did they flew it but they flew it like you know sport fly and i was like what the hell yeah that was very unlike bird yeah i think the radio he was uncomfortable with the radio was that what it was maybe i mean or or maybe it was the um the tuning because it was maybe it was really fast off center or was it faster the further out you go it one of it's just fat it's just fast in general yeah yeah it's so, it is fast but it was funny because they they put these like gentle flights on tom's you know thing and and i was like dude i'm like bro finish the tank you know and tom proceeded to just beat the ever-loving shit out of this thing <laughs> i mean Dude, your flying has gotten really good lately. Like, you literally are at home with that 580 Nitro. I mean, you just spanked the snot out of that thing. It's so great. Oh, man, dude, it just flies so good. And it's, you know, it's it's a 580. Right, it's, right. You don't have that intimidation factor of uh, of a 700, especially at night, you know? Mm-hmm, right. Um, so, yeah, it makes it, the 580 makes it pretty easy to just, um, you know, throw it around and not have any uh, fear intimidation of it you know it's just mm-hmm. it's a perfect size it really is right right so cool so yeah. uh let's let's move it on to the sliding auto contest uh cliff all right so i'm gonna tell everybody uh who got what and this is this just happens to be whoopsie this just happens to be the order that we went in when we did the contest so Scott Graham took himself out. He actually technically won, but we still hate him, so it's okay. Um, his first run, he got 238.75 feet. His second run, he was disqualified. Third run was 185 feet, and total combined was 484. So he had, you know, over 400 feet total. That's crazy. And Tom Shen. Well, first run he disqualified. <laughs> so second run he disqualified. Well, hold on for a second. How did they get disqualified? What was the parameters? Okay, so there's a foul line. You have to have your skids down before the foul line. Okay. And right. once you once you go past the foul line, you have to stay on the ground. You can't bounce. You can't. But you really can't leave the the ground at all they allow you to go five feet but it happens so quickly that it's pretty much nothing at all um and i'm not sure exactly what he did i'm not sure if he didn't get to down before the foul line or if he bounced or what happened no i i I was trying to feather the collective to keep it as light as possible on the skids and at that point if you just hit like any anything uneven it literally launches your helicopter up mm. Mm. so, so that, that's what that's what happened yeah so so keeping okay. it too light on the skids and you hit anything uneven it'll i mean it just bounces and it comes off the ground like wait i didn't even do that I, you know <laughs> i'm looking at my sticks i'm like wait i didn't hit up um but yeah if you keep it too light on the skids it bounces up you got to keep a little bit of down yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it, there's a real fine line between keeping it light on the skids and then having too light. 
Right. Um, and if you go to negative, then all you're doing is just pressing the into the ground and slowing down. You're causing more friction. So it's 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 a little bit of a um, you know find finding that that nice point where it just sits and it glides. Um, I don't like to practice. Uh, I, I, you know, people will go on Fridays and, and do a practice run and keep, you know, and then Saturday they'll go early and then they'll do their practice runs. And then, um, sometimes practice isn't good. It, it, it I mean, for me, I don't want to do it because I know if I practice too much, then I'll, I'll, get, I'll start making, you know, trying to make adjustments here and there mm-hmm. and do this and do that. And I'll pray, I'll probably end up just demolishing my heli. So, um, if I'm going <laughs> to demolish it, I'd rather do it in the, uh, contest at least, yeah, and <laughs> at least to try and uh, fight for that debris field, the longest debris field. Um, but I don't want to pull a Brandon Cooper where he, uh, was practicing and just completely demolished his Kraken. Right before the event. Ooh. Right. Yeah. That was last year. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so then on, on Tom's third run, he went ahead and followed it up, made it a hat trick and disqualified. Oh, man. Yeah. Consistency. That's what he was going for. And he got that's it. What I was going for consistency. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Brian Birdsong. Brian Birdsong actually won biggest debris field oh, wow. with 54 feet of debris. Holy cow. 54 feet. From, oh, that's that amazing. was the furthest was away piece. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. spectacular. It was awesome. Uh, let's see here. Then we have Dan Murnane. First run, 76 feet. Second run, 111.5. Third run, 71 for a total of 258.5. Not bad. Uh, then after Dan was me, uh, my first run was 76.5 feet. Second run was 138.5. Third one was disqualified for a total of 215. Uh, let see here. Next person we had was Darren Lee. First run was, um, gosh, I can't tell if that was, I guess that's one foot. He got one foot the first time. Uh, second run, he got 111.5. Third run, 100, total of 211.5. Then we had Mr. Otto himself, Robert Monty. First run, a total of 46 feet. Second run, disqualified. Third run, disqualified. Total combined, 46 feet. Uh, John Elrod, first run was disqualified. Second run was 88 feet. Third run was 53 feet for a total of 141. Uh, after that, we had Angel. Angel's first run was 151, then disqualified two. After that, he actually won the longest single slide. Uh, let see. Jamie Burkholder, after that, he disqualified, disqualified, and then on the third run, got three feet of debris field. So he was a close you know, runner up for the biggest, longest debris, but not quite the winner there. <laughs> and then uh, Val, I can't pronounce his last name. Val is the, I think he's 13, 14 year old kid from up in, up at Thornburg. 
He got the longest combined. He got 140 on his first run, disqualified, then 135 on his second run for a total of 275. Pretty good. Yeah. That was everybody. Nice. Thanks, everybody, for taking the time to strap the skis on and come out and hang out and have fun with us and try to destroy your stuff while we watched and laughed at you and all that kind of stuff. It's, <laughs> it's always fun. We, uh, and it I do encourage, the crowd. I encourage everybody to try it. It's, uh, you know, we call it a contest, but it's not really a contest. It's just more for fun. Something yeah, to do. Right, Absolutely. Right. It's always fun. It is. Yeah, I think it does draw a bigger crowd than I think the numbers are larger of the crowd that, come to watch it than the people who actually participate oh absolutely they want to see the they, they want to see the uh, the carnage the carnage that's exactly right <laughs> that's amazing it was fun yeah yeah all right um what else we got on here did anybody go swimming with oh, a, yeah. a blow up oh yeah Animal? There, there were there were a few things few, yeah a few people went swimming uh-huh. Blow up unicorn. It yeah. started. It started with your segue. Yeah. So I'll have to say, you know, so Tom, I guess, apparently found out that he liked riding the segue around and he was like stealing everybody's segue <laughs> all the, the whole rest of the event once he started riding it. Um, so I'd gone over to the slide and auto contest and I saw Jay driving up toward the hangar. I'm like, God, what have we forgotten? But anyhow, he went up and then I saw him coming back down and he had this unicorn blown up on the back of his truck. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I didn't think too much about it. And I'm like, it's just Jay and whatever. So I get back and uh, I'm walking around. I'm like, well, I'm asking everybody. I'm like, where's my Segway? And nobody's saying anything. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking for Tom now. I'm like, okay, Tom's got it somewhere. And me, I, I couldn't find Tom. And I'm like, whatever. I wasn't really that worried about it. So I'm walking around. And then everybody starts asking me, hey, have you seen your Segway? I'm like, well, no, I'm looking for it. I think Tom has it. And uh, more people start asking me, you know where your Segway is? I'm like, no, I think Tom has it. And then I found Tom. I'm like, uh, Tom, you got my Segway? He's like, no. Nah. And it took me a while, actually quite a while, uh, and then I finally realized that my Segway got put on the little floaty unicorn thing and shoved out into the middle of the lake. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just floated away from there. How do you always manage to have your stuff floating in a river or a pond? It's my friends, man. I got great friends. Is that what it is? Yeah, you got to get you some. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about that is I have never ridden the Segway or, you know, at all before that day. Um, And Jay just called me and he says, hey, I'm headed down with the unicorn. Bring the Segway to the pond. Well, I don't know if people know the scale of of distance between where all the campers are and uh, where the pond is. It's quite a walk, and I don't know if people understand how heavy a Segway is if you try and carry it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sitting there contemplating, well, what the hell do I do? Do I just, like, drag this thing? I mean, I'm not going to carry it because it's a heavy bastard. So I'm sitting there, all right, 
let me just ride it over. How hard can it be? <laughs> so I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to ride this thing. And then I'm like, all right, I got it to balance. Now I just need to lean just a tad bit forward and I can get it going. <laughs> and I was like doing like the squat, like the shit and squat and um, just kind of like creeping forward. And uh, Daniel Pridgen uh, was driving by. He's like, dude, you look really uncomfortable on that. <laughs> I told him, shut up. I am. I'm on a mission. <laughs> so it's at that point that I figured out how to ride a Segway to get to the pond. And then that's when I started stealing his Segways to ride all, all around. All around. Uh, but, I mean, uh, one of the reasons why I stole his, I think it might have been yours or even Maddie's. Um, I was helping out with uh, ticket sales. Right? I remember, you know, uh, Cliff was talking about it. You know, she, Leslie sent out an army of people to to sell some tickets, raffle tickets, and there were like three or four, maybe five people on Segway just hitting up everybody up and down the flight line in the camp, you know, campsites. Um, so, and on that note, I want to give Cholo a big shout out because. Um, he knew he wasn't going to partake in it, you know, to, to win anything. So what he did do was he bought uh, a bundle and he walked up and down the flight line to find some kid and handed the kid uh, a bundle of raffle tickets for him. He so bought a it, bundle for me and did the same thing. So, he, yeah. So he, he did it twice then. Yeah. So, so big shout out uh, and kudos to Cholo for doing that. Um, That's he awesome. did it be- yeah. He did that because he wanted to support the, uh, um, you know, everybody that, that put the uh, event on and he also wanted to give, uh, you know, some of the kids a chance to win stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. A lot of those guys, a lot of, a lot of people are buying multiple ones and just to help out. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of Cholo, somebody put on an incredible flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Infinity tail slide almost. Yeah, I think um, I think Jay has a new best friend. His name's Cholo. He <laughs> <laughs> made another friend. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Carrie Brooks. Man, you've been replaced. Um, oh. Cholo is now in charge. Um, but yeah, Cholo. If you if you know Cholo or you've seen the the videos, he is a huge fan of. Mach 5 freaking tail slides. Mm-hmm. And in perfect Cholo fashion, he pulls out late. And uh, so, <laughs> but just in time. He pulls out late, but just in time. Uh, All right. But, but to give everybody a good picture, he goes up. You, you got you to gotta try and explain how high he goes up. Well, I mean, it was at night you, to the point you can't yeah. see it. Yeah, right. like, that's what I was gonna say. And it's nighttime. Yeah, he busted through the nitro cloud that was like you know, three hundred feet up. Yeah, yeah, to the point you can't see it, and it's just like I, I hope you know it comes back down, right? But he, I mean, this thing is like falling at terminal velocity, and and then he'll like pull it out, you know, flatten it out, and overspeed it, and just do this massive pop at the end, right? You know, like a half pure or whatever. And, but one of the last ones that he did, aside from the fact that he put on one hell of a flight, mm-hmm. but one of the last ones said somebody, do a skid bump from the, you know, tail slide. And, 
and he was aiming to please. And he literally, I mean, this thing, <laughs> he came out of that tail slide and just he did it. whop. I mean, just <laughs> right into <laughs> the ground. There was no skids left. You know how usually you have, you know, white skids just kind of hanging and dangling Yeah. when you, when you break it? Cholo managed to completely remove all of his skids. It was, there was nothing. There was nothing dangling. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, and there was no damage too. It was just the skids. Um, just the skids actually, yeah, yeah. I think it spit out a, a a tail belt though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. As soon as the impact happened, I saw that tail belt go swing. Yeah, I. I mean, I've talked to him since the event, but we. I don't know that we've talked about the damage of the helicopter. So I'll try and find think, out. Yeah, I don't think there was much. I think it was just the skids and the tail belt. Yeah. Yeah, because it it, I mean, unreal. He, he he timed it pretty good. He yeah, timed it. He so, did because as soon as it broke the uh, the skids, you know, he he gave it positive, you know, a whole ton of positive, and it popped it up pretty high, and then he kind of floated it back down. Right. Yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> that was pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. No, it's his signature thing, man. Like he is the king of tail slides these days. I don't know anybody else who does it like Cholo. Yeah. Uh, maybe Nick, but Cholo does them consistently. <laughs> it's his thing. He loves it's it. It's his thing, man. It is. But it's it was fantastic. And he put on a good show for all of us, which was amazing. And uh, it made for a, an amazing evening. So, Absolutely. It all really right, was so, a great event. I thank thank all was. you guys that came out. Thank you for coming out. I mean, we had, you know, a lot of people from Florida, a lot of people from up, you know, New Jersey, New York, and even as far away as Washington State. So, wow. It was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, wrapping it up then, uh, I don't know how late people stayed out Saturday night. Um, I think, Cliff, you do. Oh, I, they were still up when I went to bed. I was finally allowed to go to bed at 2.30. I think I heard it, it was like, yeah, it was like 3 or after 3 before people finally started going to bed. Yeah. So, no one can it say a, that, you know, so, people are going to bed because they weren't. <laughs> yeah, so I think what we need to do at these events is we need to turn Saturday nights into Friday nights because most of us have to drive hours home. Sunday mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. Think True. about that. Well, I mean, a lot of times that's what happens, though. Sometimes. Yeah. Because I know there's been events that I've been to where Friday night was more lively than Saturday night. You know? I've never been to that event. Yeah. I missed sure was- some of... Yeah, I missed some of Friday night because I was helping Jay. In fact, you, t- you were texting me like, dude, where are you at? Um. Yeah, so, I, I mean, at that time of the night, somebody, or I think it was Leslie, you know, was saying, hey, you guys need to make a food run because we need food for lunch tomorrow. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, Jay was going to head out by himself, and I was like, man, you know, let me help you because it was a lot of food. He had to pick up, like, it's like $400 worth of hamburgers and hot dogs and, and hot buns. dogs. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, when we walked in, it was like, all right, dude, you grab uh, 20 buns of hot dogs and 20 buns of uh, hamburgers. I'm going to go get, you know, meat. So we, we, we divided and conquered. And we got to uh, check out the people at Walmart. 
at um, <laughs> at Greenville, South Carolina. It was uh, uh, quite interesting, you know, people at Walmart. Just so you guys know, we ate all that food, and we were scavenging for more food. And we we did have enough, but dude, it was close, man. Y'all can eat some food. That's that's <laughs> gross, man. That's gross. Mm. That was a lot of food. It was. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they were expecting that many. Well. So, it was it was a good event. Uh, fun had by all. It was, uh, once Absolutely. again, you know, it's triple tree. You can't not have a good time there, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like RCHO, if RCHO had white tablecloth tables, right? And it's, like, it's, it's like, the fa- <laughs> it's a fancy RCHO. It, it is a very fancy RCHO. <laughs> it's a white fact, club event. No, I think this, I think this, this is about as fancy as a field can get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just the accommodations that are available to you. Um, I mean, Oh, a- anybody that's been to RCHO or, or any other, uh, club will know that, um, uh, the, the, the porta potties can get disgusting very quickly. Uh, but having, uh, actual bathrooms like stalls and having actual showers uh, especially during the you know the type of heat that we experienced it was great to be able to use the restroom when you wanted to uh, take a shower whenever you wanted to um, it, it, yeah I, mean, I don't think there's any other uh, facility that can compare to right um, and trip. they get cleaned quickly yes. like yes you're barely putting on your last shoe, getting out of the shower, and they're already in there cleaning it. Absolutely. Well, thank you to all of you who put that event on, and uh, it was an amazing time. I appreciate everything that you guys do. But, um, yeah, so Sunday for me, uh, it was first priority to get the family out of the way. That sounds horrible, but it's just easier that way. So, uh, you know, I I got them out and on the road, uh, the wife and kids, and then I just got plain lazy, and I didn't want to do anything, <laughs> and I ended up talking to Cholo for quite some time. He was already driving home. He left, like, really early, and um, I really dragged my feet getting out of there. I don't think I left until, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. But I do know that Tom and I had talked and I was, so I had this three blade, three blade helicopter, the, the KSC raw, and I was having a, a problem with it and I changed it over to a two blade head and swash and we did an entire setup on it, but I didn't get to fly it that evening, uh, Saturday because me and the family actually went into Greenville for dinner, which took way too long. We were at Cheesecake Factory. What a mistake that was. Um, but it was good to get out with the family nonetheless. But uh, So, didn't get to test fly this thing. I was like, alright, well, I want to test fly it before I go home. And I ended up 
getting to a point where I was like, all right, let's just go ahead and get this done and over with. And I figured, you know, everybody else has been flying over this pond behind the campers, you know, with the bridge and whatever. I figure, what the hell, you know, I'm going to do a fly, you know, a flight over this. And, and I wasn't going to tell anybody about it. Uh, it was just something that I was going to do and, you know, put it away, basically test it, fly it, get it over with, put it away. And it's really funny, our community of people, right? Because <laughs> when they hear a helicopter in the wrong place and somebody getting a pull on one <laughs> over water or a fire pit, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like bees to honey. <laughs> and every sudden, time. Every freaking time. All of, all of a sudden, I hear Jane saying, Oh shit, McGrady's doing a pond pull. <laughs> and he's running, like dialing up his phone to get, you know, a video going, which I'm glad he did. Um, but yeah, Daniel's like, do TikToks, make the water move. And I'm thinking the whole time I'm saying to myself, don't do that because it'll be your luck. Something will happen. Right. And I was like, I, I don't want this to crash. I want it to survive. And, uh, because I have plans for that helicopter, which we'll get into later on uh, in a different episode. But as my luck would have it, I was doing these low TikToks and I'm, you know, banging on it as hard as I can anyways. And all of a sudden it just goes and it was done. And I was like, shit, it's going in the water. And luckily <laughs> I was just enough in that it landed right on the bank. But as you watch that video and it slaps the mud, like about two seconds later, you see like 20 freaking little droplets of mud hit the water out further. I don't know if you guys oh, caught that. Oh, yeah. You can see the, you can see the, uh, the aftermath. <laughs> so, I picked this thing up and dude, it is freaking covered in mud. Like the whole front part of it. And I was like, Fuck, bro. You know? So, I had this stump that was between mine and Dan Renane's camper and like I put it on there and I'm like, maybe I can kind of clean this shit off real quick. You know, at least some of it. And dude, it's like slicker than eel shit. Like, it's just <laughs> disgusting. That I got the boom clean and part of the tail clean, but the whole front part of it it's still sitting in the garage, freaking dirty as shit. Like, I haven't had time to mess with it. So, <laughs> it earned the name Dirt Dauber. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's still sitting in a lump in the, in the garage floor. I just haven't had mess no time to mess with it. So, but so, I was like, so okay. So, I forgot to ask you. Yeah. Did, it, did switching the uh, three-blade to the two-blade, did it fix it? It did. So, nice. that means the three-blade head and swash, good luck finding the problem, Tom. All right. Sounds <laughs> like a challenge. <laughs> so, I will get you the three-blade tail. I promised it a week ago, I know. But uh, given the circumstances, I've been really busy. But No rush. Yeah. And I almost kind of hate to give it to you, to be honest. Because I really like it being on a three-blade tail. It sounds wicked. Keep it on there, then. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll just buy one and, you know, I'll send you this one or whatever, but 
we'll work something out. But uh, yeah, I it sounded super cool. I was I was like, oh gosh, I might want to keep this. But uh, at any rate, so finally got motivated. I I really and truly, I. I was being lazy, but at the same time, I wasn't. I was like, you know, we've used this camper a lot and I just wanted to kind of spend some time with it to kind of clean things and dust in areas that haven't been dusted since we've owned it. And so I did spend a lot of time cleaning the camper up and, uh, you know, doing that before I pulled out. But, um, yeah, it, uh, it was a good time, uh, but I, I got home probably around six o'clock, I think was when I got home. But, uh, you know, it was nice to be able to just kind of check out when you wanted, you know what I mean? Instead of 11 o'clock, I just checked out when I wanted, you know? I think it was good that a lot of people had the next day off too, so they right. didn't have to feel like they were, gotta go, gotta go. Yep. So... That's all I really have, uh, other than it was an amazing time. And I mean, I know we keep saying it, but it is one of the nicest places that you could ever go to for an event. And if you are somebody who does like airplanes, then obviously, you know, Joe Nall is another uh, big event there. Uh, what is her, Nall in the Fall? I guess that's mm -hmm. like an electric event. Uh, you know, of course, again, you get to utilize the facilities there as well. Uh, but if any of that interests you, you should definitely go. Do not hesitate. Um, if I had to make one suggestion, it would be really awesome to move that date back some because it was a little toasty. That probably won't happen, but it is noted and i will pass i'm pretty positive it won't happen that's pretty much the day that triple tree gave us and they're like this is it or that's it however that said it was nice that it was on a holiday weekend yeah yeah that's for me because I, I think we've talked about that before where it's like well if you do it on a holiday weekend you know families are going to take vacations before they're going to go to an event and in our case, you know, we, we, a hundred is not the record, right? But still to have a hundred registered people there, families there on a holiday weekend was pretty good. And it's not a major holiday. I mean, it's a holiday, but yeah, no, not like father's day. True. But a lot of times, like in, in my case, any of my family is that, you know, I can use those kinds of weekends where I only have to take one day of, you know, paid time off from work mm -hmm. versus two, right? So, um, but anyway, you know, neither here nor there. But uh, you guys ready to wrap it up? Yes, sir. Yes. Is you guys want to add to it? I need to make it next year. You do? Yes, you do. Bert was mad at you. I know. Did I heard it the whole time? I know. I came time. to Ohio for you. I know. I know. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm hoping next year I could come down, but not just me, a group. We're going to take over. That'd be cool. That would be no, amazing. No, I, I miss that place, and that's the one thing that I want to, and I know we touched on it, but that place, Triple Tree, is always improving the grounds. 
right? Yeah, you had 63 campers this year. They have over 80 powered camping spots, if not more now, oh, right? Yeah, because, more than that. You yeah. know, but like two years ago, I think I was looking into it and they're like, yeah, we have 83, right? So it sounds like they open up more spots, but not to say that you cannot be there and, and you know, have a generator running. They probably have, they could fit hundreds of campers if they wanted to. So... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely, um, would love to go back. I think last time we rented, right? Me and you, Kevin went in on a camper. I had my daughter with me. Kevin had his daughters. I think next, next year, um, if it all lines up, I'll, I'll try to bring the camper, bring my daughter and my son, maybe, you know, and just make a couple of day vacation for all of us, you know? So super, super excited because that is such an amazing place. And, you know, I get to hang out with all the, the peeps, all yep. my friends. It was, yep, it was fun. You know, so if next year we hit 200, I would love to be part of that. That'd you know? be amazing. Yep. Yep. So right. uh, sad, but at the same time, I'm glad you guys had fun because I sure saw the fun in the videos and the pictures <laughs> and everything else. So. Right. All right. Wrapping it up. All huh? right. Let's wrap it up. So again, thank you very much to uh, Marcus Kemp for coming on. Appreciate you uh, doing that. And uh, I'm sure he is reachable on Facebook like everyone else is. So if you would like to reach out to him, maybe he'll answer. Uh, for us, however... Uh, you can reach us at theheliheadshow at gmail.com. And if you got some show ideas, you know, you want to be on the show, or maybe you got some questions, maybe you need something fixed. Maybe Tom can help you. We'll link you up with Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nitro guru. Yeah. The savant. The, the, the nitro whisperer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually shopping some nitro bits there, Tom. I might send you a uh, motor uh, here soon. You uh, never know. Uh oh. Right. SpaghettiOs. Boy. Yeah, boy. All right. Well, let's not forget to uh, like our Facebook, follow and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. Reviews are always all welcomed. Comments, good or bad. Make sure you click that button. Absolutely. Mm. And a huge shout out to the other heli podcasts and video personalities in the hobby. Nope. Not, not nope. Telerotor. Nope, not Telerotor. Nope, not uh, RCHM. coming out pretty soon, okay? It's <laughs> 2023. 2025, it's coming. Just hang tight. Uh, being edited right now. No. It, it might be at the same rate that, you know, uh, Archer is going to release their uh, financials. <laughs> oh. mm. Mm. Actually, I do want to uh, pull it back on the rails here. Uh, I want to talk about Bill's channel for a minute. Um, oh. So, everybody knows Bill Ann. I mean, he's pretty much famous, right? Um, mm-hmm. He does all of our video coverage. Uh, I know there's some new upstarts coming. Uh, his name is Lewis. And I'm going to say this the correct way this time. It's not Mazurek. It's Mazurek. Mm. So, now I've got it right. But he's with the Flyright RC uh, YouTube channel. So I know he's doing it too. But here's mm-hmm. the thing about Bill's channel is that something you guys need to know is Bill, when he is talking or reviewing a product of some sort, uh, he will link that product in the description of the video. Mm-hmm. If you 
would use that link to purchase said product, then it helps Bill's channel out. Mm. Okay. He gets a pat on the back. He gets a little pat on the back from from the place that uh, you get it from. Mm-hmm. And and of course, as you know, I mean, there is no compensation for the amount of time that is invested in doing what he does. So, mm-hmm. if you can help Bill's equipment keep going because none of that stuff is free, it would be awesome if you would help him out and click on some of those links, buy something. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, help Bill in. He's a good dude. Speaking of donations, uh, if you have a favorite club that you like to support, or if there's an event that they put on, uh, help them out. You know, throw them 20 mm-hmm. bucks, 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is that you got. Help them out throughout the year. I mean, even if it's two times a year, one time a year, whatever it is, help mm-hmm. them out. Give them a little donation to kind of give them a little, you know, financial bump. And mm-hmm. speaking of which, I know that this started because we were talking about RCHO. Uh, Jay did, in fact, come to me and told me that there were a small handful that decided to donate uh, per the episode when that aired. And I just wanted to say to each and every one of you, thank you. That was amazing. It completely took Jay by surprise. Uh, He actually, it worked exactly as we made jokes that he would probably wake up one day and see it. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's awesome. He all of a sudden was like, do I owe somebody money? Why is there money in here? I'm not used to seeing money. What is this? And then he listened to the episode and he understood all too clearly what had happened. And I just want to say thank you very much. Yep. Um, yep. I, I would love to see that small handful grow into a bucket full. Um, because again, you know, Jay, in my opinion, and his crew of RCHO are truly ambassadors of fun in our hobby. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't think there's anybody, and I know this is a very daring thing to say, but I don't think anybody puts on an event as fun as the RCHO crew uh, does. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. I, um, help them expand yeah definitely because i gotta be honest i mean the field that they're at i mean one they're outgrowing it but two it's not permanent so it would be nice that you know there might be a day that the company that they're renting the land from says hey we need this property and they need to have some financial backing in order to move somewhere else right yep so it would be nice if we were able to help with that so all right. Uh, parting words. Gooch, what are you typing? Why is all your stuff I, in caps? Or who I are you know, yelling man. at? No, I wasn't yelling at anyone. I was just writing <laughs> last time around. But I have the first one. I, hashtag, I almost survived hitting a tree. Almost. Almost. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of uh, more parts to order. Um, <laughs> watching heli, uh, head extravaganza videos um, ain't as good as being there in person. Yep. I agree. So I have to go there. 
Um, this time, Gucci, Kyle, and Cholo did not represent at Hex. But Cholo did. Cholo did. Yep. Yep. Chris didn't, but Cholo did. Cholo represented and Manny and Bert and Kevin and all the other BK Hobbies guys. Hashtag uh, Hex2023. Yep, that's a must. Absolutely. And then hashtag uh, the Raw 420 goodness. I got it and I'm enjoying it. So mm. that's all I have. All right. Uh, uh, Cliff, go ahead. What you got? I don't have it, well, but I can make some up. Make it up. I got hashtag EPA. Don't listen to the show. Hashtag <laughs> deleted diesel. Hashtag. I hope to see everybody at HeliX next year. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom, what you got? Nada. Nothing. Make something up. Just make it up. Hashtag unicorns. Mm. Hashtag, hashtag segways. That's fair. Hashtag, hashtag segways on unicorns floating in a pond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like where you're going with this. Keep going. Keep yep. going. I mean, it's you're you're getting there. Hashtag, uh, hashtag nitro whisper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hashtag why is sixty oh. better than OS fifty five? That, that's that's what you're saying. You know you want to say it. Gosh, so many. Come on, Tom. We we gotta step it up, man. Yeah. You just did it all for me. I know. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's all see. right. Let's get it out of here. We got uh, hashtag. Um, it's twelve forty three. I'm freaking tired. How Amen. the hell did this happen? Every uh, time Gucci at his best. You know, he I'm wouldn't shut you. up. He. Hashtag Gucci is Javier's brother. Uh, hashtag I think I need a 580 Nitro. Um, what else? Uh, hashtag Dirt Dauber. Hashtag put that shit on a cracker, dude. And we've got hashtag Rodeo is for churros. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 80 covering Hex. Hope to see you there in 2023. See y'all. See ya. Laters. It's almost one. Oh my god, dude! I've got to go to bed. I got to get up and go to work in the morning. Jeez. Everybody else. <laughs> well, thank you very much, you guys. Uh, thank you. It was fun. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Don't don't worry, Cliff. We'll release it on Monday. Uh, tell the Rotors is coming out before. Before oh, Monday. Uh, damn! It. I'm gonna call Monty. Tell him we got to get it out on Sunday night. <laughs> 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 It's going to have to go through 10 more passes of quality control. <laughs> the, the really neat thing is I actually enjoy listening to our podcast because I have, it's been so long since we've recorded it. I've forgotten what I've said. So it's like a brand new <laughs> podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 51st dates.
(laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I won't keep you guys. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll see y'all. Guys, I'm out. You guys have a good night. You too. Laters. All right, bye. Laters. So that was 2019. Time flies. Yeah. Who's got the ice drink? That's me. My bad. I was pulling a Bert. I was going to call you Bert. (laughs) (laughs) 